Jack and Josh made it to 100% fresh, but now they're on the run as they're part of a murder mystery. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hit that theme. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we recorded our last episode. <laughs> Fucking four days. Josh Pappenheim. Oh, oh Jack Gregson. You? Yes, I'm good. I'm oh, good. I'm feeling good. How about our names, you? Our names are out there. Yeah, That's probably Gregson. the smoothest we've ever done it. Is it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's well done. Oh. Uh, you having a good time? Um, in, in these past four days yeah i suppose yeah yeah what have i done stuff i've done stuff for us it was four days for the listeners it's been a whole been seven months <laughs> yeah. well you don't know like time works differently depending on what mood you're in doesn't it so it could have or felt what like planet what you're, you're on like or you what learn you're on. in interstellar yeah and then you start crying because mm, your son has turned into casey affleck <laughs> it's a fate worse than death <laughs> Um, how are you doing? It was Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for one problematic person uh, in the future to one in the past. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's I'm good all know, right. Buddy. You know, just like getting on. I'm having. I just haven't. You know, getting by. Just trying to figure stuff out. Trying to figure out who I am in on this big blue marble we call Earth. Six six six. You're just Indeed. a happy-go-lucky scamp, aren't you? That's it. That's it. But you know what? You know what? You know what? What? We're not alone. <gasps> what in the universe? No, we are alone in the universe. Oh, shut up. But on on this on this podcast that our listeners have lovingly downloaded. <gasps> Thank you, listeners. They can not only hear Jack and Josh. <gasps> we have with us. Com- uh, we have <laughs> we have comedian, yeah, writer, yeah. Was actor thrown in earlier? Yes. Yeah. Actor <laughs> Charlie Vero Martin. That's very good. That's like how Adam Sandler would deliver it as well. Yeah, very nice. Charlie Vero Martin. Oh wow, that's really good, actually. <laughs> This is episode 46. (laughs) We've seen a lot of these. Uh, Hi. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. And that is a perfectly fine way to say my my last name. As I say, it's a made-up name. So I really have no preference. It's beautiful. I believe it's it's Portuguese. Uh, Yeah, Um, because I'm clearly Portuguese. Um, yeah, we're going to get into all, that. You all said that, that Portuguese was a story. heritage. Uh, I'll give you a quick story because I feel like I end up having to tell the story in a lot of things. Because <laughs> okay, it's, cool. it's annoying that it's like, it should be a very simple question what's your name? And it's always such a complicated answer. All right, got me. you, got you. Um, so, my, for a long time, I went by Charlie V. Martin because my middle name mm. is Veronica. Mm. Um, ah. And uh, did people think you were fighting a guy called Martin? 
yes, or that I was uh, King Charlie Charles V. Um, yes. That was the other one. Um, <laughs> I used to get a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I tried to join Spotlight and Equity, and they said, you're not allowed to use initials anymore. It's too similar to another Charlie Martin. And I was like, who's this bitch that's stolen my name? <laughs> and it turns out she like works with like deaf actors. And I was like, oh, she's a really oh, nice person. I shouldn't go. <laughs> um, so I had to change my name, but I didn't want to lose the V bit or the Martin bit or the Charlie bit because I'd already been kind of doing some work. Mm-hmm. Um, so a friend of mine suggested that I, I take the first bit of Veronica and um, because Vero comes from the Latin meaning truth, which is ironic because oh. it's the one part of my name that's <laughs> fake. Very good. This um, is a great story. That's an actor's yeah, secret, that, right there. a little, yeah. And also, like, I do speak Italian, so it, I would oh. have probably said that, it, depending where I am, I might pronounce it Vero Martin as well. So. I kind of get away, even though I'm not Italian, but I could pass for Italian, and I speak Italian, and my <laughs> name sounds vaguely Italian, so... But, but you know you what? Go. Those spotlight rules, despite the fact they're not taking letters, they're looser than they used to be. Oh, because really? my grandpa is an actor, mm-hmm. and um, his name is Michael Gregson, but mm-hmm. at the time he was coming to prominence there was another actor called John Gregson. And they said, you can't be Michael Gregson. And so he took his middle name and he's Michael Craig. (laughs) Um, Mm. But like, just because someone had the same last name as him, they were like, nope, not happening. (laughs) I am just Googling your grandfather now. Wow, he was hot. He um he was offered um Bond before is, Connery. Is this him? That is uh, that's my grandpa. He's, wow, he's, he doesn't I look can like see that now. It. I can see the Bondness. Um, I thought you can say you can see how he looks like me, but that's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> obviously that too. Of course, it um, family. Exactly. Um, I'm baby Bond. Baby Bond. Baby Bond. Is he still with us? He is still with us. He lives oh. in Wales. He's not here now, but um, <laughs> he's um, he's not acting guess. anymore. But I did see him. My dad did suggest we have him on as a guest. <gasps> yes! Oh, but I was I'm like, he's to not going to watch an Adam Sandler <laughs> And he's like, oh, is that what you do? <laughs> I might watch a Polly Shaw movie, though. He was, he, I think dad thought we'd have him on and have him to talk about one of his films. I was just like, I don't know. We're going to do an episode on the angry silence. He looks so much like my dad. It's um, it's ridiculous. Your dad is um, how old? Um. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's a solid. He's a solid. Um, I should know this. He's sixty-five. No, he's not. (laughs) Yes, no, he's sixty-six. Um. He just turned sixty-six. Um, but yes, that's that's my. Uh, if audience members haven't done yet, look into my weird <laughs> family connections because they do get stranger and stranger. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look deep enough, you'll notice that uh, one of my family members 
is involved in a murder mystery. <laughs> oh shit, that's true! <laughs> Which is relevant, because each week your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 <laughs> to current day, and we are at Murder Mystery. <laughs> you know, that was fucking flawless. I, oh my I, god. I applaud your ability to get back on subject, <laughs> yes. and... I have to warn you, I am terrible for taking us far off subject. But I'm glad that I've been able to hint at my uh, murder mystery in my family so people can go and research. Maybe we'll talk about... What was an actual murder? Did someone actually die? Or were they in a film? Someone uh, someone actually died. (gasps) Whether it is murder or not, that is still up for debate. But who am I talking about, dear listeners? You'll have to tweet in with your answers. If I finally get someone to actually fucking tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who murdered Jack's family member? No, which member of Jack's family was oh, murdered? Oh, which member <laughs> Jack's family was murdered? Christ. <laughs> tweet us at True Hat Mad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, good. There's no prizes. Only the truth. <laughs> um, oh. but I totally think you should get him on to... I would love to hear an old... English actor rip into a Adam Sandler <laughs> film. I think that would be classic. Um, also, because I have it in my head that like old rep actors are just filthy. I think mm. like whenever you see interviews or anything with like old sort of Shakespearean rep actors, they're all just like. And then we got our asses out. Like they were just like <laughs> touring around, sleeping with each other, going on stage drunk, like getting their asses out that's just (laughs) in my head what they do do you think that's like terrence stamp on this just every now and then he's like the way they call cut and he like goes to get his ass out they're like we don't do that (laughs) anymore terrence Terrence. (laughs) (laughs) it's 2019 don't we get our asses out no When I was making Superman 2, we would always get our asses asses out. out. We laughed at Mr. Reeve because he was wearing that stupid onesie and he couldn't get his ass out. (laughs) Our ass on him. (laughs) Also, a man who was very fine looking in his time. Mm. Um, Christopher Reeve or Terrence Stamp? Terrence. I thought Terrence was actually. You know, not in in Superman because he's wearing like weird makeup, but like. This is what I do. I like see an old man, <laughs> an old actor, and I immediately Google them to be like, well, what were they like in their heyday? And get a beautiful 1940s, 50s black and white picture of them looking fantastic. I would That's love sad. it if you go on like a huge Michael Craig binge and watch and watch like all his old Oh, movies. maybe I'll start a Michael Craig podcast. <laughs> Fuck. That would be great. Do you know what? I'd like so. I would love it. I would absolutely love it if someone, if there was a spin-off from this podcast where someone (laughs) just covered the films my grandpa was in. Oh my god! I'm totally gonna do that. Do you think your granddad would come on it? If I promise not to like flirt with him. I mean, I I want I, I. it, I think if you promised to flirt with him, he'd be on. He'd be more like this. I would make sure that I wear makeup and a bra on, like, today. Um, <laughs> for you, I did, I, I don't know, Josh, if Jack told you, but I did tweet him being like, is this purely audio? And you were like, yeah, but it is, we're going to talk on Zoom. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> 
And like, okay, well, I'm not putting contacts in for this. Um, no, no, no need. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, for, for yeah. Michael Craig, I'll wear a ball gown. Um, <laughs> you tell me when and where we'll get this set up. It'll be a great done. show. Yes. You yes. got to think. You've got the whole of this show to come up with a really good name for your podcast as well. Oh, wow. oh my god, it should come up. Um, he was um just just one final thing on, on go on <laughs> go on. He was in the um original Australian production of uh, Funny Girl with um with uh, Babs Barbara Streisand, oh, wow. and he said she was unbearable. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I'm seeing the poster for The Swingin' Maiden, 1963, and there's such a classic, it's such a classic image of, like, rompy comedies from the 60s, where it's a man with a woman, and I'm assuming it's your granddad that it's meant to be, with the woman over his lap, and she and he's about to give her a spank on the arse. And it's like, <laughs> that you see, the 1960s just loved that. It's like, ha ha, what jeeps. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, he was yeah. in one movie, that the name escapes me, where he plays like the best friend of a guy who's going through tough times because he's dating like a teenager. <laughs> and it's like, it's like pure, Whoa, pure, yeah. he could not be made now. Proto Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm. Oh. It's called Good. Twinkie. That's it. Mm. <laughs> and, no, he's not friends with the guy. He's the father of the team. <laughs> the t- the oh, tagline. No. The okay, tagline okay. is, um, "She's almost sixteen. He's almost forty. No. no! <laughs> Jesus Christ. It may be, it may be love, but it's definitely exhausting. Oh my god. I Sorry. like that he's just credited as daddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I think mummy is uh, is Anna Blackman. Yeah, it is. From the Bond Michael movies. Craig. Michael Craig is daddy. You heard it here first. <laughs> he's granddaddy to me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Aww. Shall we, shall we carry Sorry. on with murder mystery? Sorry, we'll <laughs> no, be it's great. talk about this, this film. It's 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 great. It, we I love padding out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Josh, yeah. do you have an IMDb plot description? I do. For, for Moida Mystery. I do, I do. Um, it's good. <clears throat> when a New York City cop, Adam Sandler, finally takes his wife, Jennifer Aniston, on a long-promised European trip, a chance meeting on the flight gets them invited to an intimate family gathering on the superyacht of elderly billionaire Malcolm Quince. When Quince is murdered, they become the prime suspects in a modern day whodunit. Written by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they're good, they're good at these. They are good. <laughs> they make the films, they make the synopsis, they make it real good. Um, There's a really long one as well we could do, but no, (laughs) that covered it. Um, Uh, I'm just on. I'm on the IMDb page for Twinkie now, and I like the the synopsis. Just ends. It's just a 38 year old American novelist discovers the difficulties of being married to a six. I didn't realize they were married. (laughs) Married to a 16 year old British schoolgirl. Brr. It just ends in br. (laughs) 
hate this. Your dad, um, your granddad was also in a film called Mystery Men, so that does get us oh, back on track mm, with mystery. He's also in a film called Mysterious Island. Oh, so, there's lots of mystery within my grandpa's career. Um, this one, here's some stats for you. This is directed okay. by um, Kyle Nuacek. Who right. is he's, that? He's a first timer <laughs> in okay. the uh, in the world of Happy Madison, but not a first time director. He is mostly w- well known for being part of the the Workaholics team. You Ooh. know, Workaholics, the Comedy Central show. I do. Oh, okay. He was um, he he along with Adam Devine, Anders Holm, and Blake Anderson. He he directed all of them. Oh fuck. So, okay. so he's sort of like the um like how Jeremy Dyson is to the uh, world of the League of Gentlemen. League of Gentlemen. Mm. He like, is uh he's to like Taika Waititi used to be. <laughs> like fight the Concords, right? Indeed. Yeah, no, that's very true. He um but now he's everywhere. <laughs> now he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> now he's everywhere all the time. But I think this is his Second movie because he also directed a, a movie for like the workaholics guys called Game Over Man that was also on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen that, and uh, they got him in to do this. Um, I don't usually talk about the writers at this point, but just to just to shout out, this one's written by James Vanderbilt of the Vanderbilts, <gasps> related to what's the oh with the um uh, <laughs> what's his name sexy one. <laughs> In my, my grandpa? No, in Deadwood. <laughs> I was going to say Michael Craig. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, my oh, favorite okay. Vanderbilt. Who's everyone's favorite Vanderbilt? I oh, I don't know. This is where I suddenly show my cards as not being in as much into films as everyone else here. Well, the, the Vanderbilts aren't film people. They are. Oh. Um, they're an elite New York family. Oh, like mm. this sort of yeah. Okay. Like, um, my favourite Vanderbilt is the one they show a picture of in Legally Blonde when mm. they say that, um, oh. so, uh, that her ex-boyfriend Warner's brother has married a Vanderbilt and they show a picture of her and uh, they aren't very <laughs> complimentary. Mm. Yeah. That's my um. favourite Vanderbilt. I can't say I know. I, it's the sort of thing that, like, I know of them as like an entity, but I I'm drawing blanks in specific. But I'm looking at some really fantastic names here. I mean, you can tell they're posh when all their names sound like surnames. So there's somebody yeah. here called Harold Sterling Vanderbilt, and I'm like, none of them are first names. Um, <laughs> no, Harold technically is. Fair. Yeah. Um. Reginald oh, yeah. Claypool Vanderbilt. Um, Claypool. Yeah. Oof. Very good. I do like the name Reginald. My granddad was called Reginald. Um, Reggie for short. And then I've always thought if I had a girl, I'd quite like to call her Reggie, but not Regina, but Reggie. Well, here we here we go. Revenge yeah. time. I'll Google Reginald Martin. Oh, it was what Reginald. Revenge Dunbar. time. He wasn't famous. <laughs> he fought in two world wars. I'll have you know. No. He was born in one and. He actually joined the army in 1935, being like, I'll do this for a couple of years. And then World War II started, and he's like, I'll do this for many years then. <laughs> this is it now. This is it now, yeah. Um, yeah, some 
There's, some, there's, there's one called uh, John Le Boutelier, which again mm. ties back into uh, the film we're discussing. Oh, yes! <laughs> well done! Yes, or, yeah, yeah, no, it does. Yes! <laughs> it does! <laughs> I'd forgotten we'll about that. It. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Yes. It's all connected. Um, yeah, uh, James Vanderbilt, also known for writing uh, Zodiac, which is an insanely Shit. good script. Ah. Um, Wait, and... so the same guy who wrote Zodiac <laughs> wrote, wrote Madam Mystery. I feel like he spent a lot more time on one than the other. <laughs> I feel like, despite the fact that he's the final credited screenwriter, I'd be quite surprised how much. <laughs> is actually yeah. his. Like, but, it's, but it's based on the book, right? So he's got all the source material for Zodiac. Oh, I thought you meant murder mystery. No, <laughs> no, God, I'm I was sorry. Like, is this a book? No, Zodiac's based on that guy's book, isn't it? What's yeah, the one and and, and the, real Jay life. Yeah, the, the actual yeah. Um, you know. He also, yeah, he also wrote um, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Which Aww. isn't great, and uh, I'm very nostalgic for it, though. I'm 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 nostalgic for the for the the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, is that the, not the no Tobey no? Maguire this one? is the Andrew Garfield. Oh, uh, okay. No, I've not seen them. <laughs> Tom Holland uh, and Tom Hollander. I don't know how that's allowed. Name-wise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I have a feeling they're not on Spotlight. I don't think they need Spotlight. <laughs> There's also a director called Tom Holland. Who, and there's really? a director called Todd Holland. It's got to be very confusing. How is all that um, allowed? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You should. Did... You should tell. You should tell Spotlight off. I should. You I just... did see Tom Hollander once at a party, and I got like really excited because, like, again, I really fancy him. I'm like a married <laughs> woman, and all I've done is talk about how much I fancy these <laughs> random men. Um, but yeah, it's allowed when you're a married woman. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I saw. We're him both single party. men, and we never talk about anyone <laughs> we think is attractive because it's Maybe not allowed for us. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he's a lot shorter than you think, but still very sexy. Um, they're all short. They're all shorter than you. They're all short. Everyone's short. <laughs> On Spotlight, I think there should only be five hundred names. And. <laughs> You Everyone, have to share yeah. them. Oh, no, there should only be 500, and that's the number. And then and that's if the amount dies, of numbers they can Yeah, that's us. the amount of numbers. And if someone dies or someone retires, then someone else can jump in and yeah. take it's over sort of that like name. An ex- you're talking like it's like the stone cutters. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the acting world is enough like the Hunger Games as it is without <laughs> adding actual finite results. <laughs> Yeah, but why don't like, we? When you, when you take over these people's names, do you get like their previous credits as well? <gasps> yes, yes, you do. Yes. Oh my god! Wow. And you get their royalties. Wow! Like everything. <laughs> their the families get all. nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, they've had their time. I think this is how it should be. I think you know it, it's like the Hunger Games, but we should formalize it. Speaking of have... actors' names, this stars Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Are Aniston. we just going to spend the whole episode avoiding talking about the film? I have I literally have... no notes on the film. I have, so. I have notes. I have notes. I have about so. four. Um. This, this stars Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, woo, Luke woo. Evans, woo. Gemma Thank Arterton, woo. and Terence Stamp. Woo! Yeah. This was uh, released on the 14th of June, 2019. 
Mm. Which seems like so long ago, but it really wasn't. Um, what really I thought was really um, weird and sad. Well, not weird, because I guess these sort of things happen a lot. It was the same year that Knives Out came out. I know, um, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, they must I, have uh, been gutted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same year the same Knives, shit. Knives Out came out, and it's like a year after Game Night came out. Which is okay. it feels like it's basically the same movie, right? Oh, and that <laughs> other one, what uh, date night? It's it's the it's the time for all these films, isn't it? It's like mm. cu- older couples, older married couples, like reconnecting over one crazy night. But this is over days. I'll say this: it's better than date night. I actually, date, when date night you sucked. Um, <laughs> when you gave me the list of uh, things to choose from films to choose from. I remember seeing this come up on Netflix and I thought, I think in my head I thought I was going to be watching Date Night (laughs) which I've also never (laughs) seen but I just, because I'd see I was like, oh I can see with the the ad, I was like, oh it's that Date Night film and then it wasn't (laughs) Date Night. (laughs) But now I guess I've seen them both. Um, I'll say just watch Game Night if you haven't. Game Night's fun. Okay. Um But very much like this, <laughs> but not. Yeah, I see. Seeing that list of credits you just read out from mm-hmm. was it the IMDb page? Did they list David Williams as one of the cast? Yes, David Williams is listed oh. as the in the cast. Oh, okay. But I didn't read I... his name. He's just not yeah. top five. <laughs> <laughs> He's not top five material. He's not no, top five. Absolutely neither, not. But neither just, is Danny yeah. Boone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Americans well, don't care who these people are. No. Um, or renowned playwright John Carney. Oh. Who? <laughs> John Carney, who plays the Colonel in this. Yeah, um, he's yeah. quite a, famous. He's a playwright. Uh, he's a South African playwright who also played um, Black Panther's dad. Black Panther's yes, dad. Yes, he yeah. did. Um, as this was a Netflix movie, we have no budget, we have no box office, but... If you did go to the cinemas on the weekend of the 14th of June 2019, mm-hmm. you could have seen mm-hmm. at number one at the US box office, Men in Black International on its opening weekend. Fuck off. Controversial statement. This wait, is wait, better sorry. than Men... <laughs> oh, please go. I need to go back. Did you say John Carney played Black Panther's dad? Yeah. John Carney, the Irish actor? No. John um, Carney, okay. John K A N I. Okay, I'm like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that doesn't track. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, I'm getting confused. Um, you know what? Edit everything out. I, no, that's, I just that's got, got very confused here. John, how are you spelling his last name? K A N I. Caney. Caney. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, I was like, yeah, he does play him. And I was like, wait, that's not his name. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Apologies. I'm, I just, I'm, as I said, I've had a day and my brain is not switched on at all. So yes, um, number one at the US box office was Men in Black International. Boo. My controversial opinion is that this is better than Men in Black International. Everyone hates Men in Black International. Yeah, it's though, awful. Right? It I've not awful. seen it. I've not seen it. I didn't feel the need to see it. <laughs> um, number two, in its second week, you have The Secret Life of Pets 2. Mm. And my controversial opinion is that this is better than The Secret Life of Pets 2. Okay. 
Um, at number three, we have Aladdin, the live-action Aladdin in its yeah. fourth week. My controversial opinion is <laughs> that this is better than the live-action Aladdin. Yeah. At number four, we have Rocket Man in its third week. Yeah. My controversial opinion is that Rocket Man is better than this. Yes, yes I would agree. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think we're all very much on the same page. And, I don't know uh, if I would necessarily say this film is better than some of the other films, but I would still probably prefer to watch it yeah. <laughs> some of those other films. Because uh, I don't know if I'm the target audience for Aladdin and The Secret Life, Life of, of Pets. Pets. Too. So I don't know if it's really feel, fair to compare them. Um, but... As I have seen them all, I feel fair to compare. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. At number five in its second week, it's an awful second week placement for this, X-Men Dark Phoenix, Mm. Um, and uh, uncontroversially, I think this is better than X-Men Dark Phoenix. Mm. Um, It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 44%. Um, (laughs) Before we jump wholly into the movie, Charlie, Uh, please tell us your history with Adam Sandler (laughs) and his Happy Madison production company. It can be absolutely nothing if that is it. Um, I remember watching Happy Gilmore when I think I was about 12, which I think is the age you're supposed to watch Happy Gilmore. (laughs) And... The rite of passage. Yeah, I think I remember watching it with my dad um, and, you know, enjoying it. I think that's what I would say with this film as well. It's like, it's a safe film to watch with your dad. If your dad is a... Di- if you go... Th- I spent quite a bit of lockdown moving back in with my parents and we spent a lot of time on Netflix trying to find something that would... That might first because my mum and dad, well, my dad especially, doesn't watch anything new. They only want to mm. watch, and they have some really good taste in films. And they also have, they just want to watch. You should get your trash. dad to watch Twinkie. <laughs> He's uh. probably seen a lot of these films, but I kind of feel like it was a. This was a film kind of probably made for watching with my mum and dad, in that it's not that offensive. That they go around Monaco. And that's, you know, there's a car chase in it. So I feel like, so that, so I remember Happy Gilmore, I watched Fifty First Dates, I think, when it came out in the cinema. And I remember thinking even then it was quite problematic. Um, (laughs) I was like, just leave this poor girl alone. Um, (laughs) And a week ago, um, so I, so I had COVID and I had to stay at home no. and self-isolate, yes. And I thought in my final days of recovery, I was on my own. Actually, no, I'd, I'd recovered. My boyfriend wasn't home. And um, I thought in preparation for this, I should watch some of Adam Sandler's known as being his good films. So I watched uh, Uncut Gems. Um, Perfect relaxing nice. COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know a film is too stressful when you have to stand up and walk around. Like, I felt like I had a headache within the first 20 minutes with everyone talking over each other, and then I had a stomach ulcer by the end of it. Um, <laughs> but it was I thought he was good in it, and before that, 
I'd seen a Funny People, so I and Funny People I quite enjoyed. So I feel mm-hmm. like he does a decent film every seven years, and the rest is <laughs> <laughs> the rest is just dross. Yeah. So coming into this, I'll also say that I'd spent the whole day on Saturday emailing agents and researching agents and looking at profiles of people who were more successful and prettier than me and and I was like oh god I'm tired I need to watch this film at some point and I saw that it was 97 minutes long and I was like okay I'll give it a go (laughs) and I was like great it's only 97 minutes long I gotta watch it and it would have been a whole 90 minutes long if it wasn't for that car chase yes exactly (laughs) but I was tagged right on at the end because it gave I didn't have to write notes during it um (laughs) and you know what I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would um which is usually there's a lot of Adam Sandler films that I'm like I'm not I think I'm gonna hate this so I'm just not gonna watch it yeah 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 I'm, I'm right there with you on this one I don't actually hate this movie no i think it's very easy to watch yes um far i mean there are offensive things in it to (laughs) most europeans (laughs) um uh but it's far it seems far less hateful than Mm -hmm. a lot of the movies he's done Mm -hmm. Um, he seems to take a bit of a back seat he he he's quite uh low-key in this and I feel yeah. that's a good way for Adam Sandler to be. <laughs> it's interesting to say that because one of the, my one of my notes is like I think Sandler's pretty tuned in on this. He's like he's not he doesn't seem to like we we did another one of his movies with him and Jennifer Aniston where I thought he was completely checked out of the movie. He's a little more turned on here, but honestly, his role probably could have been played by anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not got his dead eyes going on. No. But I will say that this movie is fucking dull. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not... I I understand what you're saying. Like, it's nice for him to be, like, a low-key boy. Mm. But it's just... It's so boring. <laughs> it's just so boring, him sort of yeah. shuffling around and just mumbling. I don't and, know if I'd say the film is boring. I think the film is boring. It's. I think the film could be more exciting. Yes. I <laughs> but, think yes. it's... There was a scene where um, I I laughed. I was like, that's funny. But now there's no stakes. Because when when the detective's like, I am going to keep you under arrest. You are number one suspect. And and he's like, okay, well, first I'm going to go take a nap in that hotel you mentioned. Because that sounds really nice. And and then I'm going to work this out. And it's like, oh, that's funny. Because he's like, okay, I need to sleep. But now it's like, now you've... That that scene has ended, and it's like he doesn't really give a shit. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's there's no stakes there. Like that was funny for like two lines, and now the whole film is wasted. It's all just fine. That that detective who is played by uh, the French actor Danny Boone, who Danny is like, Boone. who's like the French Adam Sandler essentially. Yes. <laughs> He's yes. um, and he has uh voiced um Adam Sandler characters in uh like. French dubs of uh, oh, Adam Sandler nice. movies, so you know they finally get to work together. That's cool. Really nice. Not that because... I think he's very good in this. No, but um, are you like? Do you know about a lot of like voice dubbing stuff in other countries and how like big a thing it is? 
Um, I know, I know. Like it happens. I've, I, uh, I work in uh, TV, and I've had to work on a few like dubbing things, and um, <laughs> it exists. And I know, like, they, yeah, like uh, there are certain people for like comedy roles. They will try and get like big name comedians mm. especially for like animated stuff where you can then just repackage it as like this comedian yeah. is now the star of right, of yeah, this yeah. movie because i believe danny boone might be the voice of shrek no not him oh, alan show no someone else is but he does a lot of like uh i think he's he's the voice of the french version of horton here's a who and all this kind Aww. of stuff yes that was it because so when i so i lived in italy for a year and mm-hmm. I found that Italians, and I'm assuming it's the same in France, they are very precious about the people. They're always they always try to tell me, "Oh, it's better in Italian," and it's like it's a British film. I'd and I'd rather see <laughs> the actual actors' performance, like their choices, and like, no, 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 our voice, our voice dubbing actors are better than the actual actors. I have Italian friends who have told me the same thing. They yes. say, "Oh, we we do the best dubbing. We do the best." Yeah. And it's, it's also like it's how awesome. I found out that um, Jedi in Italian is pronounced Jedi. Yes. Which, uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and they often get so with, as you say, like this guy, he does all of Adam Sandler's movies. They also mm. they always get try to get the same actors to do things. Like they, I remember them trying to claim. I think the Italian Homer Simpson died while I was living there, and there was like mm. so much mourning because they were like, "Well, our Homer Simpson is Homer Simpson." It's like no. <laughs> no. real, there is an original Homer Simpson um, but yeah they're very and that's a lot of actors in other languages yeah. like it's a big thing for them I think one of the films we covered actually like won an award for like best uh, dubbing of like a child star <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah. something we covered something in weird. one of those yeah. weird awards that we cover little spoiler for later awards is coming back is it we got some awards for this one Um, exciting i Um, the things i really like in this movie mm. are are the um mostly the supporting cast Mm -hmm. who i think are sort of just having a ball as being sort of like agatha christie style stock characters yeah, I think Gemma Arterton is having the time of her life, and yeah. I actually really enjoyed being like, "Yeah, you go, Gemma Arterton. You, you play the super glamorous part. Like nobody, in, I guess Americans don't really know who she is. Like I don't think she really gets. She is she, beautiful, they, and it's they like, tried she can totally to launch do that. her. They, she uh-huh. she had um because she was the lead actress in that awful Jake Gyllenhaal Prince of Persia movie. Mm. And um, and she was the lead actress in the Clash of the Titans remake. Mm. Um, and uh, she was. They also tried to get her a franchise of Jeremy Renner in the Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah. So she's someone they've really tried to launch in America, and it just never worked. She never stopped. But I think she. I actually think she's very charming in most of yeah. the things I've seen her in. She's in a quantum um, of solace as well. That's right, she is. She gets covered in gold. Yes. Strawberry Fields <laughs> is her name. Um, yeah. Oh, she started in St. Trinian's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she's... I, I really like her. Um, and yeah, she seems like to be having a lot of fun 
in this film. And I'm like, yeah, you you have fun. <laughs> I think so. the same, I think, can be said for Luke Evans, who's just mm-hmm. seemingly just enjoying Because I think this is the year after, maybe two years after he does um, Fast and Furious. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, <laughs> oh really? That movie I'm not a big fan of, but I do mm. think he's having the best he's time. He's brilliant. He Gaston. makes that film. Yeah. yeah. Like, in so much so that they've now given him and Josh Gad a spin-off series on Disney+. Plus <gasps> For everybody who wants to know the further adventures of Gaston and LeFou. Aww. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And, uh, and no, you know, uh, not a big role, but I think David Walliams is fun for while he's there. And eh. same for Terence. Like, it's not. It's yeah. It's Terence Stamp does what he's there to turn up for. But mm-hmm. I, I do like. I like. I like a murder mystery. Mm. In general, I like these sort of stock characters. It's very much in my wheelhouse, and I do like the idea of just two regular people being plumped into it. Because mm-hmm. this is this is the second time I've seen this movie. Um. And the first time I saw it, I'd just watched the movie The Thin Man um, mm-hmm. from the 1930s, uh, yes. which is sort of a classic. Um, he's he's sort of a brilliant mind, and along with his wife, and they go on to solve like a mystery. But they're also like a husband and wife team, and they're bickering and having like normal conversations throughout. And I was watching this, being like, "This is kind of a nice take on The Thin Man. It's not." A hundred percent there. It's probably like forty-four percent there. Um, yeah. But there's there is something nice in the idea of this, and I'm happy to kind of go along with it. The parts I like the least are the parts where it's just Sandler and Aniston actually trying to figure it out by themselves. When they're yeah. not, that I think they have bad chemistry. They've got better chemistry in this than they did in um, Just Go with it, but. Mm. It's just, um, it's just not quite as fun, and makes mm. what is like only a ninety-seven minute movie feel longer than it mm. is. Mm. Do does it ever get clarified why he invited them on this trip? Because I thought that there was going to be some bit at the end no. where it reveals <laughs> like he invited them because he knew that they would. Uh, you know, throw, he thought that it would throw off someone's plan, or he would they would be able to witness the murder or whatever. I think, mostly, and then it turns out it's like it genuinely was just a whim. <laughs> mostly just to like piss off Terence Stamp, I guess. Yeah, Terence Stamp has married Luke Evans' ex, ex fiance. Yes, and. <laughs> he is angry about that. This is the thing. I think this would be a hundred percent better if it was just a bit of a better plotted murder mystery. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I felt like there was gonna be some payoff to like a reveal as to why he got two random people or why they were specifically chosen. Other thing that I wasn't sure plot wise, because I was also quite tired <laughs> by this point. And yeah. I made up in my head what I thought was happening and I was like, oh no wait, that that's not actually what they've said's happened. Because at the end when they reveal like okay, she did it, but the race car driver guy was in on it too. I immediately in my head was like, Oh, because they're twins And then it's right, like yeah. 
Oh no, wait, they're no. not twins. That's that's never. That's never implied. said. But how much better might that have been? <laughs> it was like not only was it a girl, it was twins. It was also um, but it yeah. wouldn't make sense because he shunned her away because she was a girl and not a boy. Uh, so. But he, I don't know. And then, it, but then it's like, <laughs> it's, so it's, what is his I reason? Don't, for... His reason, like, this is it. That last, like, car chase is insane. There is no plot. They yeah. just, like, there's the line of just like, I've always spoken English. And you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Nobody treated you like you didn't because they thought you're an idiot. You just made out that you didn't speak English. Mm. <laughs> I will say, though, that guy has my biggest laugh in the movie. Oh, he? yeah. Yeah. Which He's is, my favorite. Um, his line <laughs> reading... Oh, when he sees um, the person in the mask with the blow dart, and yep. he just use, yells, Hey! Halloween! He <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that actor... I actually... I really enjoyed that actor in this film. He was <laughs> Even good. Even if it maybe was offensive or whatever, but he's, again, he seems to be having fun with it. And I just His really Lady liked Gaga him being like, I go fun. fast. I go fast. <laughs> was, uh, number one. <laughs> yes, uh, no, he's uh, very good at playing all that, and it was. I I liked it. <laughs> Lady Gaga, very good. Very good. <laughs> one this way. <laughs> it, was, it was it was very strange, and um, you know, I did enjoy it. I got I, a feeling a lot of his stuff; those things were maybe improvised. And as an improviser, I always like. Mm. See, and I could, I've got the feeling that he was doing a lot of improv around about. Mm. Maybe. I feel the one who really doesn't land for me, who's an actor who I've seen other stuff and quite like him, is uh, Adil Akhtar, who plays the, um, yeah. the Maharaja. Yeah, I didn't, I that so didn't work for him. me either. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a like, very he's basic so joke. He's so good. He's so good in so many other things. He's so good in Four Lions and the Big Sick. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I wonder with this, because it's a British, a lot of British actors, mm. and it's, it's like, because it's an American director, an American producer, like, I just don't know if they, they probably were just like, oh, he's doing something that I'm assuming is funny in Britain. And so they just didn't, give him notes but he probably would have been like give me notes if this isn't working and a british director would have been like you know what you're just playing it slightly off like you need to come back over here a bit but an american actor a director probably was just like yeah i'm sure what you're doing is fine i don't really know what it is you're doing oh yeah and i i I probably would have been better with a bit more of a a director who had a bit more of a varied career than kyle newercheck i mean i will say this is one of the better looking movies we've had, especially yeah. from this Netflix period. It is glossy. It, it is does look sumptuous. But, um, so th- th- uh, there's a little bit of history to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Go on. So originally, this was first announced in 2012 um, to mm. be starring uh, Charlize Theron, mm. Adam Sandler, mm. Colin Firth and mm. Emily Blunt. Mm. Oh, interesting. Very quickly after Colin Firth and Emily Blunt's people were like, no, we're not in that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was going to okay. be directed by John Madden, 
who I believe John is Madden. best known for directing Shakespeare in Love. The football player. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> I just feel that's a very overrated film. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't have won uh, the Oscar. No. Um, but like he did Shakespeare in Love, he did Captain Corelli's Mandolin. He's, right. you know, he is someone. I think he probably would have. He did the best exotic marigold hotel movies. Uh, he's kind of yeah. like the person I think who probably would have done the best job with something like this. Not an entirely great script, but could make it look glossy and have it have a bit more dignity. Mm. But <laughs> you disagree? I think that's probably true. But what I think is that this film doesn't need dignity. Yeah. I think this film needs less polish. It needs to be shitter. Like, at the moment, it's perfectly competent. Mm. But as I said earlier, it's just so fucking dull. Like, it's not not insane enough. It needed to be funnier, screwballier. Yeah, it needs to be funnier, it needs to be wackier, it needs to be more out there, like... You know, even more scenes twist. where like they're talking to the guys who are already dead, like when the 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 Sergei guy gets like shot and they're still talking to him, and he turns around and he's been killed. Yeah, it needs mm. to be like more camp, like, yeah. yeah it, yes. Do you and ever see Murder so much... by Death? Huh? No. Do you ever see Murder by Death? No, I've heard of it. But... It's very like very dated. Like uh, Peter Sellers plays a uh, Chinese man. Um, oh yeah, I know this. But um, it is like a big sort of like send up of sort of Agatha Christie and Columbo and all these type of things with a lot of, it's like Peter Falk, Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, um, Truman Capote is in oh, it, Maggie Madeline Smith. Oh, Madeline Kahn's in it. Yeah, Madeline Kahn's in it. Madeline Kahn's really fun in it. David Niven. Um, it's, it's, it is worth a watch. It is very fun if you can get past it being a 1970s movie that has 1970s jokes um but it it needs yeah this murder mystery Mm. needs something a bit more like that it need it it should never have got off the boat they needed to be in closer quarters Mm. like i know sander likes a holiday when he makes his movies (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's just it need it needed because again that's a looming threat it took away the stakes as well because mm. I was like, "Oh, great! Okay, so they've got a body in the dining room. They're all on a boat, and it's all gonna t-. and then and then the next scene, the boat's docked, and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> <We're done now. laughs> and then it's like the detective's like, "You are our number one uh, suspects," and they're like, and he's like, "It's okay. I don't care. I'm gonna take a nap." And it's like, "Oh." Also, <laughs> just... I never got this. Why were they the number one suspects? I understand like they were the people who weren't supposed to be there but like they have no motive or action to do so his only seeming reason is like because he'd lied to his wife about being a detective mm. and again it's gibberish it's like you need you need that police officer to be like in on it in some way mm. for that to make sense or you yeah. know like or again anything. for cuz i was i thought it was going to be that they were being set up, so they'd been invited by Evans, mm. and it was like he'd masterminded this whole thing because he's like, "I'm going to land the Americans in it," and I guess that's where it was kind of going for a bit. And then it's like, "No, that's no, that was," <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, exactly." Like it's it feels like one of these films that could have just had anyone have been the killer, 
They didn't mm. really like think enough about it. To the point where when they announced that, uh, spoilers, Gemma Arterton is the killer. She is the murderer, one of, yes. One of the um one of like the clues is a film poster that we are shown after the clue is told to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the blue dart. <laughs> Princess blow dart. Um, well, he's just like, now I remember why you had that blow dart. It's from that movie that I watched when you were out drinking called Princess Blow Dart. Which is, yeah, a fine shitty name for a movie. It's, better, it's a bit better shitty name for a movie than Sex Machina. Well, um, actually, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, maybe it is... Because one of my notes is just like, oh, it's fine, the twist. But, I mean, it's not seeded or anything. Like, there's no, no, there's, no there's no way you could see it. But then I was like, oh, they did... There's the whole Grace Ballard. They're like, oh, it's not her real name. Maybe that's one thing. I mean, it's a, it's a stretch. But then the mm. Ex Machina connection of her being one thing and then being something else... Oh, that's yeah. a stretch, man. It's a big stretch, but <laughs> I can see stretch. that maybe that's what. But, like, it's maybe just, that's what they thought it was. There's not enough. There's, there's, there's. Yeah. By that time, you get to that twist, and they're like, "Oh, but the son died." Oh, well, I actually wrote to uh, my guy in New York and had him check up on the. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I guess we did see that he called the guy in New York. I don't like. Um, yeah, I get if they've been on a boat and it could have been like him trying to get in touch, but the signal out of sea is bad, so like he's not got his guy in New York, mm. and it's like all like, yeah, it's like they got off the boat, they were allowed to walk around Monaco, they're allowed to drive. <laughs> they're allowed to walk around, around Monaco whilst being like the most wanted people yeah. in Europe, and it's At like this. Boot again does not feel that like that dramatic like <laughs> yeah, yeah um no it's it is a, it is a as i say i kind of like enjoyed myself watching it not, not even enjoyed is the right word i just like compared to something like sandy wexler which we watched not too long ago i had a much more enjoyable time watching like it was easier to watch it was easier mm. to digest um yeah it's it's no the week of it's no the <laughs> week of it's no that's my boy it's oh, very no, few things are you know it's just <laughs> it's just pure middle of the it's just dull yeah this film fine. could have really been livened up if it took like uh both the incest plot from, right from again that's, that's where i thought point. it was going yes yes <laughs> oh do you know what also i think really sort of you know as you say like middle made it very kind of middle of the road no stakes when they're interviewing the other they're like okay we're gonna crack this and they're like interviewing all the other characters they're all just lounging around yeah. like they're all lying about drinking champagne and it's like mm, oh i need oh so what do you think of the race and it's like you seem so relaxed and nobody's stressed about it and you're all just like at a party. It's like it this shouldn't doesn't... this conversation should be happening, you know, between whispered cabins and like under yeah. dining tables and stuff like that, you know? It just doesn't take enough of the world of murder mystery. Mm -hmm. Like it's no. I do think there's like this the seed of a, a great idea of just having just two average people stuck in an Agatha Christie story. Mm. But, um... I would have loved, speaking of Madeleine Kahn from earlier, mm. the, this film should have done a clue 
um, have you seen have you seen the original <laughs> yes. clue? Where again at the end of it, it's like they show you the multiple different endings, so they all could have done it. They could have totally done that with this. Be like yeah, the race car driver true. did it, the actress did it, and that's that's a brilliant film. And it is a lot of screwbally running around, falling about in the dark, all that stuff. They could have totally done that with this film, and it would have been good fun with all the same actors still in a boat going to monaco that would have been great <laughs> i think have adam sandler play the inspector don't have i know he's playing mm. a detective but have have him play a character have him have his uh inspector clouseau style character mm. because here he's fine but he's just very he doesn't really have any sort of comedic edge to what he's playing no, he's he's just he's just dad you know, you know? He, do you know he yeah. does have though good stash sexy mustache mustache is good <laughs> i do like the I'm stash big fan <laughs> he's got to be shooting yeah. um uncut gems around the same time i'm guessing check him mm. maybe that's why he's so that, tired in this film <laughs> he has he's just like putting weird. all his energy into uncut gems <laughs> uncut gems how he, i think does he what is his facial it's hair the same yeah Oh, he's got a goatee, of course. Uh, of course, of course. He's, course. he's on the way to a goatee in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he is. I think that's <sighs> what's happened here. He does have a couple of lines that I, I found quite funny, but they were either then, like, talked over or, like, repeated too many times. Mm. So, like, he has a bit where when they come on the boat, and Luke Evans is arguing with what's her name and insults her in some way. And you just sort of hear him mutter, he's like, oh, that's the first, actually, that's the first time I've ever liked you. And I was like, that's kind of funny, but it's kind of like mm. thrown away. And I'm like, oh, that's the first thing he said that's actually funny. And that's just kind of cool. Or they're like, I, I had stuff yeah. like that. Like, there's the bit where he's talking to the Maharaja and the Maharaja's telling him, like, who he thinks could have done it. And he's like, yeah, I guarantee it was this guy. Or this guy could have done it, and Sandler goes, oh, so you're not guaranteeing it then? And he goes, no. That, it's fine. Mm, it's, but, like, fine. there's there's, uh, like, yeah. there's, there's just not a nut. Like, I think if, if you have him, if you have, I don't know, if it is just to rip off of Game Night, like, you have <laughs> Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston in this. Because Jennifer Aniston, I think, is actually very fine in what she's doing just playing this sort of, like, tourist who's getting caught up in it all. Yeah. But because, like, I think Jennifer Aniston is quite effortlessly charming. Mm-hmm. Um, she is my favourite actor in Friends. I think she actually is the funniest comedic actor in Friends. She's mm. very good. And I do genuinely I'd, I'd like I'd say Jennifer Kudrow, Aniston. but I, I, I do like Aniston. That, that is actually, yeah, Lisa Kudrow is very funny in everything else she does, yeah. but I find the character of Phoebe very annoying yes. yeah, agree, agree. that's fair I, I there's a lot of um uh the comeback bias going on with me right for, um, yes. Lisa Kudrow. i know she's um, very good in that i've not seen it oh you um, gotta watch the comeback um, um i will one thing i did pick up on with jennifer aniston and i was like is she is she having a joke here is she being meta here or is this are we just ignoring the fact that she's talking about, do people really get plastic surgery? And she's clearly got <laughs> plastic surgery. I did think surgery. that was, I thought, I, I thought yeah. that was a nod because that's like the button on that scene. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, it, that must be knowing, right? 
I think so. I think she knows. I think... (laughs) And I think she probably... Because her and Adam Sandler are, like, best friends in real life. Oh, that's nice. And she probably feels comfortable making a joke in a film with him Mm. rather than she would with someone else, I think. Yeah, Mm. true. I do want to say just on the script again, my feelings on that, like, I don't think James Vanderbilt is probably the true author of this, is just because that film was originally announced in 2012 and Sandler's been attached since then. I feel like Sandler's definitely had his fingers over this script a bit. Mm. Perhaps not enough. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of, it's not quite funny. <laughs> like, as I say, there's some lines you're like, huh? But it's more just because it's the first thing you've heard that's similar to a joke in a while. <laughs> it sort of sounds yeah, like a like, joke, right? The yeah, words could yeah, be anything, it, but it's just the cadence. It's, yeah. there's, it, it well, there's that. There's, I've, got, I've said my big laugh was the hey halloween line mm. which is great great constructed joke mm. uh the other laugh i had was um when uh, jennifer aniston defends her shoes when she goes um mm. when she's accused of buying them from i think it's like murphy's or something mm. and she goes how dare you these are from target <laughs> yeah i thought was fun i actually um, quite liked the bit at the start where he says I've booked us a demonstration on how they age ham. And I was like, that is something you do when you go on one of these boring, like not boring, but like you're like, we're in a small <laughs> Spanish town. I guess we go see how they age ham. But I then liked I that, that was laughed. a running joke throughout But that's the, movie. the thing that bothered me because I liked it when he first said it. And then like a scene later, he brings it up again. I'm like, it's not funny enough to bring up again. <laughs> it comes back at the end of the movie when the bus comes it. back and he goes, all the, the bus hits the the villain of the film Mm. and all the people get off the bus seemingly not alarmed that they've murdered a man (laughs) it's Alan Cover on the bus of course Um, and they get off and Sandler goes oh we gotta ask them how they urged the ham oh they did and it's like yeah it was funny the first time you said it's a throwaway (laughs) thing and then you made too much of it you went took it too far (laughs) personally I feel perhaps one of the best um, uh, I'm not even sure it's a joke, but just one of the winks for the film is that uh, Sandler's wife, Jackie Sandler, is in this, and she's credited as great-looking flight attendant. Yeah, that's really oh nice. God. <laughs> Adam Sandler, <laughs> ultimate wife guy. Aww. Um, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a couple of laughs. What are your laughs? I had a couple of half laughs. Go ahead. Both happened in the first 20 minutes. Um... <laughs> Terence Stamp, spoilers, gets murdered. And then someone, I think it's Gemma Arterton, says, maybe it's not, but someone says, has anybody tried to revive him? (laughs) Yeah. Knife stick out his chest. I thought that was quite good. I I also do like when John Connie just pulls the knife out of him and puts it back in. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was my second. That was my second when he starts just pulls the knife out and then puts the knife back in. It's good stuff. it should have been like that, like that, like, and go off to the races after that yeah. with that kind of stuff in the boat. I mean, there, the one thing I did think about seeding that um, Arthurton's character did it is that she then does, like, touch him all over. But then it's like, but then that makes her look more suspicious later because then her fingerprints would be on him. I don't know. But she wasn't mm. in the room. 
she wasn't in the room. So, so I was like, was she doing that purposefully to mess up the crime scene a bit more? Because he just said, don't mess up the crime scene. Or was she actually doing that just because it was funny in the moment? I don't know. But they never, because usually in a murder mystery, what they do is they do like flashbacks to everything that character's done when mm. you realize oh now i see that was suspicious and they didn't yeah. see that before they, did, and they didn't they did do the flashbacks but not to that they did the flashbacks just to her being in like like taking off her mask and shooting the guy through the door but right. that's but that's what i mean they they did flashbacks to stuff you never actually saw but usually in a murder mystery you go flashbacks to stuff you actually saw but you see it in a different light yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and because I just don't think they they plotted it. But they, they didn't. didn't. Because they didn't see anything, they couldn't do. <laughs> they couldn't do it. You, yeah, you're completely right. You need the like Kaiser Soze moment, or you need the mm. the moment from the end of every Saw movie where the mm. music comes up and then it's just a big like, yeah, yeah, big like, flashback montage. That's what you need. It are you guys inside number nine fans? Oh yes. yeah, big time. Oh, I mean, actually, I've got the book of. Well, this is great for audio. I've got the book of scripts. Oh, is what oh, I'm showing the camera. Um, so, you, do you know the the misdirection episode, uh, the magician yes, one? The, yes. yes. Oh yeah, fuck. I yeah, love yeah, that so. episode. Have, do you, okay, so do you listen to the Inside Inside Number Nine podcast? I do listen to the yes, Inside Inside. That number one is nine really podcast. good because they do. We should do a their... crossover with those guys. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh my god. I I Get love. Rishia Smith love them. on for oh, Hubie Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is when I start to talk about God, I fancy him too um, <laughs> No, but the editor In that podcast He said stuff that was He said something really, really interesting About how you need to set up They set up the grammar of the editing In yeah. that episode By doing that first thing that he reveals Of being like, oh you stole my ring And they do the flashback where they see him, They slow down the action of him Stealing the ring So that you understand that grammar now for when at the end of the episode, when he's thinking through what happened, you see everything that went on, but in slow motion, and you see how the guy pulled off the the yeah, framing. Yeah. Um, it's really really interesting uh, episode of Inside Inside Number Nine. I recommend everyone to do it. But, they, but, but you know, what? and they, the thing is, they have a chance in this movie to do that because exactly. they have they have that bit at the beginning. Not so much him being a detective, but at least something to do with his cop skills because they have yeah. the bit where he catches the kid stealing in the newsagent. Uh-huh. And I, I was watching that scene and I was very much like, I don't really know what this scene is for. We know he's a cop. Yeah, we know, already right. know that. It doesn't, sh- like, the, the, just all, the only thing it really does is he deduces what the kid has stolen. Yeah. And gets it right when he opens the backpack. Yeah, and I wanted to see that again at the end wanted, of the film. Yeah. With you want this it, you, murder. You, you want like what you want is to like have him like eye the kid and like set up like how he tracks the kid and how he's able to deduce what the kid is doing mm. and then you can then redo that at the end of yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? But but he he never does anything as a detective at the end of the film. It's like, well, <laughs> I called a friend and he found this and the rest well, there you go. Well, and you want it to be there's, like there's the joke of like they they make all these deductions and then they're like Nope. Nope. It's not true. I <laughs> wanted him to and pick up like Gemma Arterton's he... handbag and guess the contents of her handbag in the same way he guessed the contents mm. of that guy's rucksack. 
And for you to be like, yeah, he can do it on this scale. Literally, the only thing that is, is like even set up in that scene is that she's wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like the little moment where um, Sala turns to Aniston uh, after he's like eliminated all the suspects, and he's like, "Well, maybe we did do it." <laughs> that's that's a little fun little moment. But again, more of that, more yeah. of him. That's his little Clouseau moment, and I want, mm. I want, I want. Some yeah, fun. true. Josh, I realize I've interrupted your laughs. Oh no, that was it. Oh, it was no. just, has anybody tried to revive him? 0.5 laugh and 0.5 laugh when the guy puts the, the knife back. Scene. Yeah, it was just that one bit. And then after that, like, uh, well, I had other reactions. I had you a didn't groan. Laugh. Hey, Halloween! No, I had a, I, I audibly groaned when David Williams walked into shot. Yeah. Because I forgot that he was in it and I was like, oh, God. And then I audibly cheered when At least he, was he wasn't dead. in blackface. No, but I cheered when he died. <sighs> yeah. Well, this it. is the thing. This is why I asked. I was like, oh, did they actually put him in the lineup? Because I didn't know he was going to be in it. Because in mm. the Netflix cast, they're obviously like, this random British guy, who, who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then so th- I wasn't warned that he was going to be in it. And then he <laughs> turned up, I was like, all right. No. He's actually, he's, he's sixth build. He's the really? sixth highest person on the credits, above Danny Boone, and John Carney, and a deal actor, like, mm. and the girl uh, who plays um, uh, the um, secretary on Veep. Mm. Oh, who's she in this? She's the other cop's wife when they go out to dinner. That's who that is. That's. <laughs> who. I remember watching that scene and being like, "Who's she again?" And it's like that because I've not actually watched. All of, like I've watched a lot of clips of Veep, and she's hilarious mm. in it. She's, oh, she's got my favourite line, which is the one to Jonas when she, he's trying to get in the car. He's like, "Oh, this car's tiny," and she's like, "Well, it's bigger than your mother's womb, and you were in there till you were eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only ever seen her in that scene because I've like seen that clip. Um, that's who she is. She is very funny. Um, she's very yeah. She's I mean she's not very funny here. But no, well she's her quite. Whole, she's doing well with like is, yeah a very basic character of like. The... She's essentially playing like the Patty and Selma when they know something that Marge doesn't know and Homer is trying to keep from Marge. <laughs> <laughs> in that episode, yeah. When they, they, but um. That is that that's is essentially it. Um. This is another one of these Netflix movies that I feel starts really abruptly. Oh, yeah, same. It's just, what, like, him walking out of the police station, it's just like, oh, you're going to get it next time, buddy. It starts, <laughs> there's, that, there's that, like, shot of New York. Yeah. And it says, like, Netflix presents, and I feel ready that they're going to go into, like, an opening title sequence. Mm. And then, no, it just, like, yeah, it's just like, now I'm walking out, having a conversation with a guy called... Eric Griffin, who I guess is a comedian, but I, I don't think I've seen him in never anything else. Never seen before, ever. Never seen him. He does look familiar. I think he pops up in a bunch of sitcoms. I'm going to Google this mm. now. But I, as I found when I'm trying to do this and Google at the same time, I'm not as pro as you, and I end up getting the completely wrong actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, but, in, uh, he's in my fave Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Okay. He, yeah, he plays Driver. He's, he's in <laughs> Sports TV is Keith. He's in... He's in that movie with um, uh, Malin Ackerman, The Sleepover. He's in Workaholics. Okay, yeah, so that's probably where... Six Years of Workaholics. 
Yeah, okay. That's where he's come from. <laughs> yeah, um, it makes sense. But, like, <laughs> that feels like a prime role for, like, one of Sandler's buddies. It's surprising that outside of Alan Cover, I don't think any Sandler buddies show up in yeah, this one. I don't think there's another one. There's a nice Eric Lamonsoff reference. There is. He's got a boat. He's got a boat. That was nice. Um, oh, you must have spotted uh, what's uh, Sadie and I saw. Yeah, I saw Sandler's kids. Sandler's be, kids, who were playing Alan Covert's kids. Yeah. Ah. Um, they got and, holidays. And uh, well. Jennifer Aniston's best friend plays the girl she's um, she's doing the hair of in the beginning of the movie. Ah. Isn't that nice? He's nice. He's a real family. Andrea yes. Benderwald. They all are quite familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also like, thought it was weird that they kept making... It's like at some point somebody... Did I miss somebody saying, oh, she's just a hairdresser? Because they kept saying over and over again, and yeah, that's what a hairdresser can do. Yeah, I am a hairdresser. And it's like nobody said there was anything nobody, wrong yeah, with you being a hairdresser. Nobody takes down for being a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. Sandler does. Just... Yeah, only Sandler does. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, and that's my wife. And she's a hairdresser. And it's like, you were the only one being a dick about her being a hairdresser. Yeah, no, so Dryer, hairdresser. Um, she's, she only dries the hair. She, she only dries the hair. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys... Uh, Feel feel like you need more of this movie, <laughs> but get excited because oh Murder Mystery Two is coming. Holy really? Shit. Yep. They um they, uh, they announced it? it in 2019. Uh, filming is supposed to take place in Paris and the Caribbean. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I'm so again, sure if it's going to be in the Caribbean, it's going to be completely unoffensive and um uh, yeah uh, it's be gonna fine. be directed by jeremy garlic who jeremy garlic why are you saying it in a sort of his name is spelled accent. g-a-r-e-l-i-c-k garlic okay. oh right it's like it's not, it's not i want to say garlic but it's not garlic. See, to me, it just sounds like you're saying garlic, but in my accent. So that's why I'm like, why are you putting on why a voice? Are you fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> he is the director of um, the wedding, the, the the wedding ringer. The wedding um, ringer. Yeah, which is a film that is completely unconnected to the wedding singer or the ringer <laughs> or the ringer, but it's about um, Kevin Hart plays a guy who's like a rental best man uh, if you don't have a best man for your wedding and Josh Gad needs him to be his best man Fuck, oh yeah I do remember that film I didn't see it but yeah that sounds yeah. familiar um, the breakup he also, which, yeah he wrote the breakup and he wrote the hangover apparently but I think oh. that was written by some other people as well yes it was Dumb and Dumber um, 2? Did he do that? <laughs> He's also doing an untitled Puff Daddy project. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of TV series that's been announced. Some sort of TV series. What is it? What is it going to be? <laughs> untitled Puff Daddy. 
project. Is it, is it like Puff Daddy's title. in it? Or is, Puff Daddy, is it going to be like the story of Puff Daddy's life? It's got a synopsis. A small town girl lands a job working as an assistant to a street-educated billionaire business mogul. <laughs> She's instantly thrown into a foreign world of extravagance, debauchery, and adventure. Does Puff Daddy play the assistant? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant bit Plays of casting. the girl. <laughs> I mean... Um, so far for Murder Mystery 2, the plot is described as plot unknown, sequel to Murder Mystery. Perfect. Um, the only announced <laughs> cast are Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Also perfect. But uh, James Vanderbilt is back to write it. <gasps> Alright, say we've got the same setup, another, <laughs> another Richie family. But in the Caribbean. But in the Caribbean. Who are we putting in there? Ooh. So... It's like that, but that ever-expanding cast for um, *Knives Out*. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Michael Craig, <laughs> yes, your grandfather, <laughs> playing the, Dar- the patriarch. Yeah, yes, he's in it. Straight away, because then he might actually come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> um are you um, wanting to like cast character for character, or are we making up some new ones? Let's go character for character. I think character that'd be easier. That'd be easy. Yeah, I think J Lo could be in it. Oh yeah, let's have J. I love J Lo. Yeah, let's take J Lo in. She can be. She's J-Lo, got the same J-Lo's birthday like... as me, so we're the same person. J Lo is like the um, the analog for the Luke Evans character. Yes. Mm. Yes. So like, Sandler sees her on a plane. <laughs> Right, so it's all yeah, reversed. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's this time, so who, like. Who... Yeah. Aniston wants to go to her hairdressing convention um, <laughs> yeah. in the Caribbean, but yes. suddenly meets J-Lo, who convinces them to go with her somewhere. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm calling out ready, the and killer Michael is... Craig is murdered. The killer is Kevin James. I don't think he ever gets... I, th- I think this is separate from his Sandler friends. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Um... Can can Oscar Isaacs be in it? I just want him to be in it. Yes. <laughs> he he can play the glamorous actor. He can play the Gemma Arterton yep, yep, role. Yep, 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 except yep. maybe he's like a musician say he's the or something. Inspector. Oh yes, no, he's the he's the inspector. He's the <laughs> guy. I want to see and him play like a grumpy. Danny Boone every now and then. Yeah, a grumpy, sexy police officer. Um, I'd like that. Um. Who else uh, have we got? Well, instead of a race car driver, we should have someone who sails a yacht because they do a lot of yacht racing in the Caribbean. So could it be, um, in a nod to her role in Herbie Fully Loaded? Could it be Lindsay Lohan? <gasps> Fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she owns a yacht and she's there this to movie race that the yacht. Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, Oscar Isaac, J Lo, and Lindsay Lohan. And your granddad. And um, my granddad. <laughs> starring, please... All starring people that my granddad probably hasn't heard of. No. Um, who's playing the bo- the ex-husband of J-Lo, the young guy? We need like a young, hot actor uh, that ends up going out with <laughs> um, your granddad. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. I do like the idea that like J Lo's ex boyfriend is Tim- Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> no, Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles. Yeah, it would have. It, Harry Styles feels like someone. 
at least someone from One Direction feels like someone who would show up in a in an Adam. Oh song yeah, movie. all right. Well, we won't yeah. go Harry Styles. He's an established. No, no. Actor. Well, Let's yeah, go yeah, Liam like, Payne. Yeah, Liam Payne. <laughs> I feel like we he should does, write this. He does, <laughs> he does. He does crib from um, from Disney Channel all the time. Yeah, so that's true. cribbing from One Direction doesn't seem that's the next too... step. Or we could get a Jonas brother. Yeah, mm. but not like Nick. No, you'd get you'd get the other one. One of the the, the one. Or we could get a kid, one of the Hansons. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Lautner maybe shows back up. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, would love mm. that. Mm-hmm. Milo. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Who's Any is that excuse? Again? He's uh, the dad on This Is Us and He was uh, a special boy of, on Heroes. He was the one and he was one of the guys that Rory liked on Gilmore Girls. Okay. He's a sexy I, I didn't boy. watch any of these things that you <laughs> just mentioned. And uh, he's he, He's Rocky's son in the Rocky <laughs> movies. You know what? I'm just going to try. So he's Milo, M I L O, or Ventimiglia. Yes, okay. Ventimiglia, yeah. I got him. He, he should come up pretty soon. Oh, yeah, Peter he's Petrelli. pretty. He's a pretty, pretty boy. If you want to see more, mm. watch That's My Boy. You see him okay. full shirtless. It's very good. <laughs> you see him in a uh, compromising position. Oh, that's who, yeah. <laughs> Strange movie. Uh, yeah, so um, I hope when Murder Mystery Two comes out, Charlie, you'll join us if you're with your with your Michael Craig podcast. Oh my <laughs> god, we need to come up with it. I did at one point think about doing a share podcast, calling it Sharecast, mainly because like two of my favorite worst, like I, the films just completely bamboozle me because i just think they're awful films but i love them and they both star share um which is moonstruck and burlesque um moonstruck is not an awful movie i just don't understand what that <laughs> film is trying to be <laughs> and it won so it's many oscars beauty. it's just a beautiful movie is it <laughs> is that the nick cage i lost That's my hand i lost yeah. my bride yeah is it that one yeah yeah, yeah it's that okay. film and it's like, what is that about? You... Exactly. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Fall in love, bro. But is he a painter? No. no. What's that he's film? A, he's a baker. He's a baker, he's baker with, no, with a really baker. awful wooden hand, and he's uh, shares a fiance is his brother, and he's not 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 talked to his brother in years. So Cher goes to see him to be like, why don't you come to our wedding? And he's like, and then he goes off in this big rant at her about how he lost his hand and like, Cher's she's just upset. Betty. He's a moody boy. I don't know. I, and then they fall in I, love. I I I, I once Perfect. thought of an idea for a show for Cher mm-hmm. that would be Cher and a Cher lookalike, and it would be called Cher and Cher alike. <gasps> it's good. Yeah, I feel like it maybe needs to be a visual. Oh well, maybe, yeah. voice impersonation. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, burlesque is just. Yeah, I could get in there. When I think of the film burlesque, I just think of her being like, "You can't take my club," and it's just that's the whole film. It's her I've saying never that. seen burlesque. <gasps> oh. <laughs> You got oh, I love that film. It's so bad, but it's so good. I could talk about that film for days. Mm. <laughs> you could 
Sorry, I just um, I just somehow ended back up on my grandpa's IMDb, and I forgot he was in a movie called A Town Called Bastard. <laughs> so, so good. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> a podcast called Bastard. A Michael <laughs> like Craig. <a> Retrospective. <laughs> Maybe I, if we, I tell you what, if we go into another full-on lockdown, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Because I've gone that mad, I'll need something to do, and if if I can end it with like having a chat with your granddad, that would be lovely. Um. He'll talk to you about for like five minutes, and then just go bye, <laughs> as he does to me on any time I'm on the phone with him. Because he'll think it's just a phone call. Like, just like, he's just he's just like I'll just be like, oh yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Good, good. Bye. <laughs> just Bye. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, oh, that's, that's the end okay, of our goodbye. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Uh, town um, Called Bastard. I, uh, I'm going to campaign now for Sandler to remake A Town Called Bastard. Oh, no. <laughs> and in, in a surprisingly um, Rob Schneider move, my grandpa plays a Mexican in that movie. Amazing. <laughs> good, good. Paco. Amazing. Good, good, good. I like that you're it's, just starting a one-man campaign to get your granddad cancelled. <laughs> Josh, Josh, it was 1971. Everything was allowed in 1971. Yeah, Martin Landau's in that as well. I suppose that's what they all say, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to hear about the awards? Oh, we yeah, do. Yeah, all right. For Murder Mystery. Um, so the teens... The teens had their choice this summer. Did they? Um, but they, they, they unfortunately did not <laughs> choose Murder Mystery as it was only nominated okay. in three categories. Three categories. Oh okay. What? So it is nominated for Choice Summer Movie, and I'm going to get you to guess what the other nominees and winner are. From that year... So, I'll give you some clues. Okay. Uh, the winner is a big superhero movie. Avengers Infinity War. No, that's the wrong year. Is it? It's the year after Infinity War. Endgame. And it's the film after Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spider-Man Far From Home. That's the one. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, a, a long-awaited but unexpected sequel to an animated franchise. Toy Story 4. That's the one. Well done. I'm normally shit at this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's 2019, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I need to remember what I was doing. Well, 2019 was the last year we were allowed to be living, so... Maybe, maybe you just feel better at this because this is like just like yesterday. Yeah, this is yeah. Like yesterday for me. Also, um, uh, use that as a hint. For the next yesterday, time. that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a film that asks, uh, uh, "What if a woman wrote comedy?" Oh no, it's that um, Mindy Kaling one, isn't it? It is. Yeah, exactly. with Emma Thompson, and I don't Late. even know yeah. what it's called. Mm. That's it. And then this this last one is a film I've never heard of. <gasps> yeah, but I will uh, please, try please, and see if please, I can please, get please, you to guess it. Um, it's like a coming-of-age movie on Netflix. Uh, stars one of the cast of Riverdale. I'm going to be really surprised if either of you have heard which, of this movie. Which cast? Is it KJ? 
Yeah, it's KJ. Oh, what's it called? It's called like Sweet Sorrow or something. <laughs> it's not <laughs> called Sweet it's not Sorrow. Called that. What is it called? Uh, yeah, it's I think not, I know the one you mean. It's called The Last Summer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sweet that Sorrow. Sounds, like, yeah, it, interchangeable with that other title. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, Sandler was also nominated as Choice Summer Movie Actor. What? Losing to Tom Holland from uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. uh, KJ Apa for the Last Summer, Himesh Patel for Yesterday. Himesh Patel would probably be in Murder Mystery too. Oh yeah, he can be in it. <laughs> um, Charles Melton for The Sun Is Also a Star, okay. and uh, Corey Fogelmanis for Ma. I love Ma. Josh, you love Ma. I do. <laughs> I've not seen that. Uh, and it's real fun. I don't like. I don't like Ma. What? <laughs> Wait, is it like M A? Yeah. yeah. Ma. Ma. <laughs> My vowels are different. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is nominated for Choice Summer Movie Actress, but loses to Zendaya for for being Michi. from home. Oh, she is me. She is Michi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this has got my favourite nominations ever. Also, you've got Maya Mitchell for The Last Summer, Mindy Kaling for Late Night, Yara Shahidi for The Sun Is Also a Star, but my favourite nomination for, from the Teen Choice Awards is Selena Gomez for The Dead Don't Die, because I know that every teen ran out to watch <laughs> Jim the, uh, the Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. Yeah. Um, oh, amazing! A film nobody saw, but you know the kid, the teens cho- chose it. Yeah, Dead Don't <laughs> Die. I I wasn't particularly a fan of that film. <laughs> this was also nominated at the People's Choice Awards. Oh, the People! And damn gun, oh. the people chose it to be the favorite comedy movie of 2019. <gasps> wow! Really. Um, to be fair, its competition isn't that strong. I was going to say... What's... Yeah, what other comedies came out this year? So you've got Yesterday. Uh, is that a um, comedy? I've not yeah. seen it. It just looked... I read a really interesting thing about uh, the screenwriter who originally... Um, who wrote the very first draft of that script. Have you yeah. heard this? Yeah. And about, I have heard the story. And the story was like... A guy wakes up and nobody else remembers the Beatles and he writes all the Beatles songs, but he still doesn't get famous. Mm. Um, and then they changed it to he gets really famous. And it's like, but that's not the same story. <laughs> and actually, the initial story would have been far no. more no. interesting, uh, which I thought was sad. I would have liked I'm to not have gonna seen lie. that film. I, I, I kind of liked Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've not I seen it. it. Mostly just because I, just... I, I just like the music. Yeah, but that's the thing. I like Beatles songs, but I don't know if I'm really that fussed about hearing covers of Beatles songs. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's also, fair. from the trailer, I got the sense that Lily it James was around. playing like a manic pixie dream girl type role, and I was like, oh, I don't mm. think I can't watch her do that role a again. It's not her fault. She keeps getting cast in it. <laughs> it's not her fault. It's not her fault. She's always being cast well, in that role. Um, it's the same in Baby Driver. It's such a shit role. And mm. it's like, it angers me so much in that film. And I came out from seeing it with um, my partner. 
and he was like, oh, Lily James, he just got really upset, really. He's like, Lily James is such a great actress, but she's like, so underused in that film. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what happens to women in films. He's like, yeah, but it happens to this Lily James. I'm like, yeah, no, it happens to like all women in films. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm your what? like wife and I'm telling him, he's like, why is it taking it happening to Lily James for you to get upset by this? <laughs> I, I always make the point that um, Lily James uh, famously turned down a role in my short film. <gasps> and, uh, if uh, if she'd taken it, she could have had a career. Wow. <laughs> she didn't. Tell you what, I've actually um, worked with Lily James. Um, and when I had my starring role on um, Darkest Hour, um, <gasps> yeah, I play woman standing behind lily james checking watch um, <laughs> i knew it was you yeah totally me um but i did what get, time was it it was um stopped in time because it was a <laughs> 1940s watch and, <laughs> but i did get to have direction from uh what's his name and he told me to look at my watch and be like impatient <laughs> and pretend there was a door where the wall was i was like i can do that <laughs> and then um it was a very cold day. And then in another scene, I play a French refugee. Um, ah, sacre bleu. Yeah. Um, I got a husband and everything that day. Um, uh, and is that like, the husband you still have now? No. So I never saw that guy again. We spent like the whole day together <laughs> and we got on very well. And because there was like bombs going off and like planes flying around and like cows and chickens and shit, like huge, huge, like Hollywood style crowd scene. And we're like, oh, this has been really fun. And then at the, we were like, oh, we should chat later like let's get each other's details but the thing is when you spend all day dressed as like a french refugee and then you get into your normal clothes you forget what people look like <laughs> yeah, that's true. you're just like where's my my french 1940s husband <laughs> um i didn't know what my flatmate like is a is a regular extra in those type of movies it'd mm -hmm. be very funny if it ended up being him oh that would be funny <laughs> to ask him if he ever if had we ever played a French refugee yeah. husband. <laughs> yeah. And we had to like push a cart together and stuff. It was weird. Um I, in, really a, in a in a odd tangent, I was an extra yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yesterday? Yeah. In yeah, what? Yesterday. Not not in yesterday, but just yesterday. No. Um, I was an extra in a in a comedy short yesterday. Oh nice. So, was this Dinkins was thing? This was Dinkins Hilarious. thing. Hilarious. Um, I thought I was gonna maybe do that and um I, uh, I got drunk instead. <laughs> <laughs> Choices were made. Long and short of it. Um, but yeah, also on that, I did get to see, um, what's his name? Gary Oldman uh, playing Churchill. He was on set that day. And I think it was one of his first proper days on set. Mm. And um, he came out. We were all sta we were at Whitehall. And he started doing his bit and then they yelled cut because there was something wrong and he kind of like tripped and he did a little dance and then he like <laughs> turned around and he oh wait i'll put my camera on well this is great for audio um and he sort of turned around and he like pointed at me and winked like and i was like oh my god winston <gasps> churchill just winked at me <laughs> and then i was like no wait gary oldman just winked at me <laughs> oh no it was winston all the way he yeah. was under his spell I was, it was very exciting because also I was dressed as a 1940s secretary. I was like, all of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that claim to fame. Sorry, I took us That's off Also nominated for favourite comedy cool. movie yep. was the uh, remake of the French um, comedy The Upside. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Um, yeah. Remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels The Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Um, Men in Black International, the aforementioned Brilliant. tragic movie. <laughs> uh, Little, which is like kind of redo on Big, which is like, yes, what if yes, this yes, woman yes, yes, was yes, little? Yes, 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 yes. Good Boys, which was like, what if super bad, but younger? Yeah. And the only one of these movies I, I kind of really like is uh, The Long Shot, which is the Charlie's for on Seth Rogen rom com. Yeah, The Long Shot's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I would have given that. Yeah, that over one didn't Murder win. Mystery. Yeah. Sad <laughs> as well that. That's the people's favourite comedy. Sad as well that Charlize Theron exec produced the film that beat her. <laughs> and maybe it's not sad. Maybe it's all win for Charlize. Maybe it's a win. Yeah. Kind of, you know, oh, she, was, was she was performing in the better film, but made money from the yeah, true. winning film. <laughs> because at, uh, at a time, this was like. Netflix's biggest movie. Yeah. Lots of people watch this. 30 mil, I think. I think I saw 30 mil. Something like that. Yeah, 30,800,000 accounts watched the film in the first three days. 13.3 million from North America, 17.5 million from around the world. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, so far, like, what, The Ridiculous Six was also one of their biggest movies. Yeah. So uh, Sandler's doing well for them. Sandler's doing very well. At the, at the People's Choice Awards, this was also nominated for Favourite Comedy Movie Star. Mm. Um, uh, it loses to Noah Centineo <gasps> in The Perfect Date. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Also nominated was Ali Wong in Always Be My Maybe. Yep. Uh, Dwayne oh, Johnson okay. in Fighting With My Family mm. Rebel Wilson in Isn't It Romantic mm. Liam Hemsworth in Isn't It Romantic mm. <laughs> Mindy Kaling in Late Night mm. and Kevin Hart in The Upside mm. <laughs> cool. yeah. I can't say I saw I don't think I saw any of those films <laughs> yeah, I what was I doing in 2019 I, I don't better, know better things. I had a life <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston loses favourite female movie star no. to once again to Zendaya for Spider Man Far From Home. Also nominated is Scarlett Johansson for Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. Brie Larson for Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Millie Bobby Brown for Godzilla King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. okay. Tessa Thompson for Men in Black International, mm-hmm. Sophie Turner for X Men Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. and the best performance here by a mile, uh, Lupita Nyong'o for us. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Fair. Um, <laughs> and yes, uh, Sandler loses favorite male movie star to Robert Downey Jr. for Avengers Endgame. Of course. Also nominated is Aladdin, Will Smith, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth for Avengers Endgame, mm. Samuel Jackson for Captain Marvel, mm. Dwayne Johnson for Fast and Furious, Hobbs mm. and Shaw. Mm. <laughs> Keanu Reeves for John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum yep, yep. and Tom Holland for Spider-Man Far From Home Good. and then does this really count? I guess this counts yes. um, Jennifer Aniston does win the Special Achievement Award as the People's Icon Aww. so she's not the favourite movie star but she is the People's Icon okay 
<laughs> you know, I can I can see that. <laughs> if I think of an icon of the people for 2019, not, it is not Zendaya. It's not Zendaya yet. She'll grow into that. She'll grow into that role. Yeah. You know, you can't peek to her. You but she is the favorite movie. She is the like favorite movie star. Mm. But it's not a lifetime achievement award. It's the people's icon. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know who other people's icons have been? I've never oh, heard of this out. award. <laughs> so I'd be curious okay. to know, like, what the, yeah, what the category usually That's, involves. So for 2018, the people's icon was um, not awarded. Okay. <laughs> they didn't want one. <laughs> no no one's iconic. I got oh, you've it. got it? 2020 was Jennifer Lopez. Ah. Oh. Okay. 2019 was Jennifer Aniston. 2018 was Melissa McCarthy. Right. Uh, you know what? It's wild that Melissa McCarthy got gets it before Aniston or Lopez. Mm. Yeah. But she was having she was yeah. having a time. She was having like a was this not when she was playing Spicer on SNL a lot? Was that Probably. that year? Oh so uh, yeah. It's yeah. not a lifetime achievement thing. It's like an icon. <laughs> like she was. She should have got the favorite female actress of the year. Ah. Not the people's icon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was around that time in like Ghostbusters. Yeah, was that, early does, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Got some good hosts. What the people's choice? Yeah, 2015, hosted by Alison Janney and yeah. Anna Faris. Oh. The stars of Mom. Oh, was it? But you can imagine what that would be incredible. <laughs> you could you could watch like eight seasons of Mom. No, I just want to watch. I just want to watch an awards ceremony. I've never heard of this awards ceremony. <laughs> uh, that's because you're not one of the people. No. I'm not one of the people. No, but I don't the need any icons. Choose. <laughs> it's 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 essentially there's like the Teen Choice Awards, the Kids Choice Awards, and then the People's Choice Awards. What do kids know? Oh. The kids like know the... every now and then to nominate Adam Son. <laughs> I like that neither kids nor teens are people. <laughs> by definition. They're not people. I also do not think they're the target audience for this film. I think the target audience is middle aged couples. It's like Well that's your why parents. the teens only nominated for, exactly. for Choose Summer movie. They didn't yeah. they didn't win. I think it's families. I yeah. think it's it's yeah, it's summer holidays, right? It's like you're back home. I think if I if if this came out in like two thousand and two, I I would have gone seen this at the cinema by myself. I don't think you'd remember it. <laughs> I don't know. I remember a lot of dumb <laughs> shit. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's true. <laughs> well, guys, do we have some MVPs and LVPs? Oh we do. yeah. <laughs> I got one. Ch- you, Charlie, you you're go. our guest. Oh, oh, right, oh no, I'll no, start. no. Um, you're just your MVP. Wait, what one's that? Most. That's most. your most valuable player. I I liked race car guy. Um, race I know that's not his real name, but that's what I'm gonna say. That's what we should remember him as. <laughs> race car guy. His what name his is name? Uh, Luis Gerardo Mendes, yeah. and he played Juan Carlos Rivera. Juan Carlos. Yes, and Gemma Arton. You know, it's nice to see her do something. Having a bit of fun. Uh, uh, I'll jump right off that and say that Gemma Arterton is, is my MVP yeah. in this movie. Nice. 
I just like the bit where she thinks she's got away with it. She just gets up. She's like, I want to go spend my money now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just to, like, it's very good sort of villainous performance, smug villain, and I enjoyed that. Oh, and, we uh, never talked about the awkward pushing in in the second. <laughs> I was going to say the awkward pushing in in the oh, sex scene. Sex that sounds scene. wrong. Um, when she's like, call yeah. me Grace. Call me this. No, no, she, she, she's, she's having. She, she can only get hard if she pretends that he is her. Yeah. She, is that she's what's like, going oh, on? Grace. She's, yeah, she's like talking about how she doesn't have wrinkles. She's like, oh my God, you have no wrinkles. You look amazing for your age and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that whole bit was there, it, weird. It's very weird. Again, like, it would have been better if it was something that sort of came into play. Mm. If it was a quirk that. Because um, I thought they were pretending to have sex. Yeah, that whole scene yeah. was weird, was weird and awkward, and I didn't quite understand. And it could have. I thought like I thought yeah. they were gonna like catch them and be like, "Hey, you're not actually having sex." It was gonna be like that the Maharaja's gay or something like that, and he doesn't want people to know. So him and Grace pretend to have a relationship because the way they were doing it, there was bits where they were just like jumping on the bed it looked very performative I mean, she was pretending because she just wanted an alibi oh I guess so so that was that, oh, so that's why she well the whole thing of her being like oh it's over and then he was like oh you were just using me you didn't actually want to sleep with me but it was still kind of just sort of then why did they he, have he this he buys whole, her a hat he bought her a hat which is seeded into the yeah end the, the end, <laughs> but the whole thing of her like being weird and being like oh call me say this and that and it's like you don't notice that like your window's broken open <laughs> and all this um yeah that was a weird scene I, I i mean there is something funny there in the idea that someone can only get off by pretending that they're having sex with themselves <laughs> yeah and i think yeah. that kind of is but it, it a thing. Does... But, but it didn't work because didn't I'd work. forgotten her. She hadn't been in it for a while, and I'd forgotten her name was Grace. Exactly. Oh my god, same, same. Exactly. So, so when she's like, "Oh, Grace, Grace," I was like, oh, and "Especially Grace. they're in Monica, right?" I thought they meant Grace. Monica. Grace exactly. Kelly. Yeah. I thought that for the first few minutes of it as well, and then at the end, I was like, "Oh, was that meant to be a reveal of her like real name?" And I'm like, "No, she didn't change her first mm. name though." So true. that whole thing just like it's like, ah, it's meant to be a thing. Oh no, wait, it's not a callback to anything. No, it's nothing. It's fine. They could have Do you just like made that it. she, that it's uh, that her original name was Grace Butler, so it's Grace the Butler did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was right? a bit of a reach again with like Butler or whatever her name. Le, is. Le, Le Butler, which it roughly translates, translates to, to Butler. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it would have been funnier if they just hadn't said that and it's like okay i did change my name to something more glamorous because my real name's butler and it's like oh uh, well at least we know the butler did it i don't know something <laughs> like that because as we did, all know did... from our chat earlier actresses change their name all the time <laughs> it's not that big did, a thing um, did terence stamp know she was his daughter again i don't think that's clarified <laughs> no it's definitely not clarified <laughs> Yeah, and I wanted that okay. clarified. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're like, what was her life? Like, what did she grow up as? What did she do? Who was she? <laughs> how did she end I up being on his boat? <laughs> if, if he didn't know 
So he just took a liking to a woman who happened to be his estranged daughter? Yeah, that's a good point. I never... Yeah, I was never really clear on why she was... The, I thought she was like a cousin or something. I don't... You know? Mm. Mm. Yep. A I lot do of like when Sandler sees her for the first time and overreacts. That felt very yeah. classic Sandler. And to be yeah. fair... Because I, I was half expecting him to do that kind of performance the whole film, and I was quite relieved that it was only for that scene. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had the energy to watch that <laughs> for oh, much longer. I wanted more of it. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted him unhinged and horrible the whole way through. Yeah. My good, my, my good friend Josh, who is your MVP? Oh, hello. Oh, it's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. It's a tea tie. Uh, one... Or number one, Terence Stamp. Because mm. I think he has one of the best roles or best deals in this film. For, you know, a film I find deeply boring and long, mm. despite it not being that long at all. He gets to come in, he earns like a decent day's pay. Like, mm. probably a few tens of grand. getting played like scale. A few tens, <laughs> like a few tens of grand, maybe, right? Maybe. Mm. Something 50, 100. I tell you, I think he gets a cool mill. Do you think? He gets, I think he gets a he cool gets a mill. mill. Right, he gets a mill. He comes in, he delivers one speech, he instantly dies, like three mm. hours on set max. He doesn't even have to stay around to be the body, because they bring in a doll. Mm. Like, it's incredible. He's just got it fucking made. He just gets to go to this yacht set, and then fuck off. And that's it. Have a hot Done. girlfriend for a couple of scenes. Yeah, and then... Dead. His later life career is so weird. Like he does so many of these sort of small roles in comedy Just movies. Like, like yeah, there's him in Murder Mystery. There's him in um, Get Smart. He plays the baddie in Get Smart. Mm. He's the he's the guy who curses Jim Carrey to always say yes in Yes Man. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh. He's got. He it feels like a he's, similar life to like Malcolm McDowell. He's the boss in my boss's daughter. Mm. Um, he's he's in Phantom um, Menace. He's the. Um, <laughs> he's he's like Menace. the head of Scientology in Bowfinger. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what is it called? Mindhead. Mindhead. <laughs> he plays. Does he play the? Um, he's got a wee part in um, the Haunted Mansion as well, which is again yeah, not a great film, but he one. gets to play mm. a really campy. Part in he's that. the ghost. Yeah. Which mm. is fun. He's, no, I mean, everyone's the ghost in that movie, okay. but he's like the bad ghost. The naughty ghost. Um, he's also, I forgot this, he was the voice of Jarell in the Smallville series, ah. hearkening back to his Superman days. Exciting. Hmm. But yeah, he's, um. Yeah, his career is quite Malcolm McDowell ish. Mm. And probably you could take. Terence Stamp out of any movie and put Malcolm McDowell in, you'd probably get a similar performance. Oh, absolutely. I'd enjoy it more. Similarly, but... incredibly tuned in performance. Yeah. <laughs> I love Malcolm McDowell. So that's I my... turned on the TV the other day and, uh, and a Scooby Doo cartoon was on. Aww. And uh, it's just Malcolm McDowell voicing a guy in it. And it's just like, oh, look at him. Perfect. I love him. He loves Scooby Doo. I've heard this about him. Him and Tim Curry love Scooby-Doo. Tim Curry refused to be in the Scooby-Doo movie. He was going to play the Rowan Atkinson role. 
right. um, someone we'll never talk about again on this podcast. <laughs> um, um, but uh, he was supposed to play the old Rowan Atkinson role, and he um, <laughs> he turned it down because Scrappy Doo was in it. Oh, he, fair he point. Like the Scrappy Doo character in the cartoons, which to my to, to the other point is though Scrappy Doo is played as the villain in this movie. It's a it's a uh, pastiche on Scrappy Doo. Mm. So maybe Tim Curry should have reevaluated Wound his neck but, in. But at the same time, he was—he might have been too busy being the baddie in Charlie's Angels, and you gotta—you gotta do that. Mm. Is he? He's the bad. He's well, well. He's not the main bad. He's the initial baddie oh. thereafter, and then the, then it's revealed that it's Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Nice. Um. That's part one of my <laughs> Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Part... Tim Curry would have been good doing this as well. Also, yes. But then, because Tim Curry is also in Clue, that would have been a really nice if they'd made it more like Clue <sighs> and they'd put Tim Curry in it. It'd have been great. Because <laughs> he's great. great in that film. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, no, I was just thinking about how sad I am about Tim Curry. I know. Yeah. It just feels like incredibly unfair not that it's fair for that sort of thing to happen to anyone Ever. but he's it's very unfair Extreme. i'm always just sad that tim curry and tim rice never work together i know well didn't yeah. they didn't they have <laughs> crossover on musicals not that i know oh. <laughs> well, i can't think of much that tim rice really did to be honest well he wrote the lyrics for um What's it? You know what? I'm going to prove that Tim Curry was in a musical that Tim Rice wrote, okay? But carry on. Uh, yeah, what? Well, okay. Yeah, second part of MVP. Uh, the casting director for casting David Williams only to be killed. <laughs> which I found really satisfying. Yeah. Also, Terrence Stamp gets to come in and uh, just have, just insult, oh, uh, yeah, just David insult Williams him. for half his speech. Just be like you're um, a pathetic man. <laughs> that's I would say like yeah, one of one of my highlights of the film is where it is at its most murder mystery, where Terrence Stamp is just narrating who people are. Yes, in connection to him, <laughs> something that I don't think happens in real life. Uh, yes, this room full of people who all know each other. I'm my now son. going to describe who you all are to each other, even though you already know. But because it's a film, <laughs> we have to do it. I like that. It's good. No, it's a really, it's a really nice yeah, scene. Again, more scenes like it would have not gone miss. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just, just going back one. From what I can tell, <laughs> um, Tim Curry was, I think, offered a role in Jesus Christ Superstar, but he didn't take it. So that almost did happen. Do you think he didn't take it because he's like, I, I don't want to work with Tim Rice. It would be too much of a joke. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, it's in an interview, um, that I'm just glancing over, but this, this doesn't make for great, um, air. <laughs> as, as, as Charlie, as you're also a, uh, a devoted listener to the Inside, Inside Number Nine podcast. Yes. Oh, the one you of- enjoy when, with Kevin Bishop yes. talking about working with Tim Curry. Yes, I did think, am That's I going to bring it up, or? <laughs> it's good, um, it's good stuff. Uh, Josh, have you heard this We won't this tell story? the whole story. No. Which one? We shouldn't tell. We can't tell another person's story. Go listen to the inside. Go listen inside to inside inside. Yeah. 
Kevin Bishop tells a good story about walking with Tim Curry. Mm. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. On Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, which is an inc- <laughs> one of the best films ever. I love Muppet Treasure Island so much. Oh. Yeah. Charlie, do you have an LVP for this motion picture? <laughs> um... I mean, it's too easy to just say David Wallings, but I also don't think it's fair because he actually gets the assignment and is very fine in his role. (laughs) He doesn't do anything actually wrong. Um, I am a bit disappointed with the Maharaja uh, role. I just feel like I could see at the start where it was going and then it doesn't really work. So, yeah... I'll say this, at least he doesn't like at least they didn't write him like a poo, I guess. No. Like at least it wasn't at least it wasn't that we stereotype. Can't, we can't have that as the basis for something not being that bad. No, no, <laughs> you know, I'm just, just saying, like I'm... Oh, it's not as bad as one of the worst like racist yeah. portrayals of something on TV, do you know? Like we can't but I'm just saying like that feels like something that Sandler would have done. <laughs> Mm. In so, like, at least it's not Rob Schneider. Oh yeah, it hundred percent could have been Rob Schneider, right? Like, it's very much something that would happen in these movies. That's a small mercy. So, at least there's that. Yes, but yeah, it's still not great. Yeah, um, it just—I could see where it was going, and it could have been good, but it just fell a little flat to me. That's it. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> My LVP is uh, its director Kyle Newercheck. Oh, uh, I just don't think he gets the nuances right in this movie to make it live up to what it could be. Mm. I think it's, I think it all comes down to that car chase at the end, which feels very unmurder mystery to me, and yeah. extends the movie too much. And there's just there's so much to play with in that playground. And mm. he doesn't. I do quite um, like that they managed to put the joke in of like, oh, in Europe, the steering wheel's on the other side. Ah. Right, yeah. I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That's a good point, actually. Joke. I forgot about it. No, because because America and France drive on the same side of the road. No, but it's not or about America the, and Monaco. It's not about the side of the road, it's the side of the steering wheel. Because that's the thing. She gets in the car yeah, expecting the him to be on the steering... He expects yeah, to I... be behind the steering wheel. Yeah, but like, if you get in a car in France, the steering wheel is on the other side from Britain, but it's not on the other side of the car from America. Oh. But is it a Ferrari? Well, so maybe France. it's an Italian... They're in Monaco! They're, not in, they're in Italy! Oh no, they're in Italy. Again, in Italy, they drive on the right-hand side of the road. They drive on the right-hand side of the road. Every country, apart from Britain and Japan, drive on the right. (laughs) It doesn't make sense that they get in a car and the steering wheel is on the other side. It doesn't make any sense. The only only explanation, because me and my housemates, we watched it together, we were like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. The only explanation we can possibly think of is that it is um, a British car. It's a British car. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's been driven over. But 
still like why do I drive on the right, on the same side of the road as us? Does anywhere in the world drive on the same side of the road as us? Japan. Ah. I think it's Japan. I think it's maybe it's a Japanese Japan. car. <laughs> again, again, if you have, I see you can you have mean. Japanese cars made for different places. Oh, but maybe it's been imported because they're rich. Maybe yeah. because it's meant to be Luke Evans's car. Yeah, the car was specially made for him being British, so that's it why the steering be. wheel is on the other side. It must be. Okay. It's also has the film made comments on Aniston's driving before, because it's just like, oh, I was gonna drive, and you're a woman. Yeah, oh. it's pretty much just like, oh, yeah, woman just that. driving. Yep. Oh. oh no, there's some other countries. There's, it's not just us in Japan. <laughs> there's loads of us. I heard a Good. myth. Uh, I don't. I think it's an urban legend, but it's like basically any country that Napoleon, except uh, I don't know, didn't get to, mm. is the other side of the road or something. Mm. <laughs> it's our side of the road. <laughs> but I feel like that's a stretch because he used to. Because he used to wear his sword on the other side, so he rode his horse on the other side, and British Mm. people were like, ah, fuck you. (laughs) We'll ride our horses over here. And I'm like, I don't think this is correct. (laughs) But that's what I think. This is just more proof that the world would be better if Napoleon had won. (laughs) We've We've all said it. Um, (laughs) Do you know that I do a Napoleon character i have a bit where no i have this whole one of the first my first shows i ever did so i have a bit where i play napoleon um but as an agony aunt so i i talk like this and um (laughs) everything is just uh no uh i say no to most things um, when, did da- when did Danny Boone get on? <laughs> the content I won. Actually, I'll come up. comedy. Usually I wear also, a, so the whole, because my first comedy show was called uh, Dante's History of the Banished and I played historical figures who had been in exile. Um, so the idea was that I was Napoleon in exile and I'd made my own hat out of, newspa- out of a French <laughs> newspaper, just so you know, to be nice. authentic. And I only ever... You have ever, to import it. I, uh, you know, you can buy French newspapers in London. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, um, they'll have been imported. <laughs> and fair enough. Um, and it was Le Mans because you know he tried to take over the world. Um, <laughs> and the whole thing was that uh, I, I was giving life advice, so people had to ask me questions. And the more actual, real, going on stuff in their life, the better. And I actually, I just gave very, very rational advice because mm. basically Napoleon was just an extremely rational person, but like almost to a fault. Because it's like, well, you can't be that rational. You can't just take over things because you think you know better. <laughs> um, just... So like, I mean, would you like me to give you some advice as Napoleon? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Uh, oh, do okay. we have to pose a problem? <laughs> yes, but it, uh, just any normal problem from your from your life. Anything going on in your everyday? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not aware of anything. Um, oh, I, I, okay, I've got one. I'm 46 episodes through a podcast where I have to watch really terrible films every week. What do I do about this? Uh, okay, well, do you enjoy the terrible films? 
It depends. Okay, well then that depends on whether or not you stop doing <laughs> this. <laughs> because if you enjoy the films, then you keep doing it. And if you don't enjoy the films, then stop. I suppose that's true. I suppose I don't enjoy the films, but I enjoy the podcast. Ah, uh, well. So, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to do things uh, the hard way to really feel mm. the satisfaction at the end. And if you feel great mm. satisfaction from this, then perhaps you should continue. Uh, and also, <laughs> I would suggest that uh, if you keep persevering with this and it goes very well, uh, you should try watching lots of other films and taking <laughs> over other people's podcasts. Because I find when you're Ooh. good at a thing, you should take over other people's <laughs> things. Oh, I like <laughs> that. You could take over lot. an upcoming Michael Craig. Yeah, we could. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I would often try and end the advice with advice that would only help if you were also Napoleon. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I enjoy that. that. Um, so yeah, that was a whole... I used to do that in my show like for 20 minutes, just answering questions <laughs> 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 as Napoleon, oh, so giving good. very, very dry, rational advice. But it was really funny, people to ask about, like, my cat gets really stressed before I go to the vet, what should I do? Um, <laughs> I think I've got moths. Um should I have children? I like, Lots of things. I think you should um you should start up a uh like um, Napoleon a Twitch Pod. channel. A what channel? <laughs> a Twitch channel. Yeah, a number of people I just never really got into Twitch and I think during lockdown I was just too depressed, but now thinking back it's like <laughs> all of my characters I do are all kind of improvised so i do like a zelda fitzgerald character as well where i'm just like oh, amazing um like a hot mess from the 1920s trying to find her hat and it's basically oh, i just pick up things and i'm like is this my hat um and chat to people about their boyfriends <laughs> stuff and kid, I love like... that every character you've got like classical people i've just got angry american coach ah uh, <laughs> i'm kind of so my degree was in italian and modern history so that's where it can, all my shows have been historical my story degree based. was in angry american coaches oh that makes sense how that works out mm. <laughs> <laughs> um but my new characters aren't historical um i'm breaking off from that but yeah maybe i will do a twitchy thing i look forward to your um uh, your take on doing a character of Michael Craig. <laughs> you can call oh, me up and have an awkward Hello. phone call. I imagine he talks like this. I've got very big it's eyebrows. It's a little softer, but you're not, he does have very big eyebrows. <laughs> Two I used things to say again. he looked like an owl. Oh, he does a little. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I interrupted. Um, what were we talking no, about? Um, I did my LVP being Kyle Newacek. Yeah. Ah. Josh, you have your LVP today. I do. And it's one thing, but for two reasons. Mm. It's the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> because, as we all know, I'm a recent F1 fan. A recently converted F1 fan. Right. I definitely knew this. And... Uh, uh, as uh, as this takes place in Monaco over the weekend of the Grand Prix, I find it quite sad that 
the Grand Prix itself isn't really factored into the film whatsoever, no. other than just being a bit of backdrop, and also the fact that Juan, what was his name? Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos, Juan Carlos yeah. is a race driver. Mm. First, doesn't make sense that he's on the. Actually, there's loads of reasons. <laughs> doesn't make sense that he's on the yacht because he'd have had to have done pra- three practice sessions and then a qualifying <laughs> session. He wouldn't have been able to have the spare time to get off. Two, race drivers always have to do interviews. They all speak perfect English, so they should have known that. That's there. Three, the race is underutilized in the script, apart from the driving at the end, which again, he's not that good because they can catch up to him in a mm. normal car. Um, well, he's in a police car. Police cars are usually quite fast. Yeah. And they're in like some souped up Ferrari. Yeah, mm. I guess that's true. Or whatever it is. <laughs> Um, see, like, it just would have been good to have, like, more intrigue around, you know, this mm-hmm. big race event and, uh, you know, I don't know, something. Yeah, but... again, it could be like, oh, we're trying to get to this person, but there's too many press about, and then the press, because yeah. all the press are going to be there. So you'd think when it comes out, oh, there are two Americans who are wanted for murder, all the press would suddenly be over them, and they'd be like, <laughs> there are two Americans like who are wanted for murder, but they can hang out at the monument. Yeah. <laughs> or like, there's a chase, like a foot chase, like the foot chase with the blow dart, and it goes, like, they run across the fucking racetrack. And then there's a fun bit that's kind of like um, uh, what, a bowfinger, where it's like Eddie Murphy having to run across the the <laughs> motorway, the, sort the, of the thing. Motorway. You know, Dude, that... there's, that, that, that's you know, there's another like uh, plot discrepancy there because <laughs> one one Carlos is is with them um, uh, when they're running away from the blow dart killer, mm. Princess Blow Dart. Um, and yeah, they're still like being done for Susie's murder. Yeah, yeah, he has seen that they didn't do it. Yeah, can he? Uh, but is like the whole reason he can't testify is because he can't speak English. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like... feel to be like. Well, he was with us the whole time, so that helps us out. Also, like, yeah, I, I don't know. The and whole he quite thing... assists them in like chasing down Gemma Arterton. <laughs> Yeah. As you Until say, he's, he's his... only a baddie at the end. He trips yeah. him. No he trips him. Mm. So that is one the one time they do a flashback where you they slow down the action and you see something he did that you might have missed. That's the only right, nice. I think that's the only time. And they could have don't done... explain why he did it or why he was involved. <laughs> no, it's just no. he's just it's just banter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, as you said, they could have instead of going to a library in Italy, they could have been going around the Grand Prix or a casino in Monaco or something. Exactly. But they didn't. I did like I did like the line in the library in Italy where she get, where Jen Franston goes, "This is like murder in the library," <laughs> and, and suddenly goes, "What happens in that? They get murdered in, in the, the library." library. <laughs> There's also a nice moment that was like the mummy. Well, like one of my favorite parts of the mummy. <laughs> Just because it's in the mummy, it's in a library. Where they push the where they push the books over. It's nice. Oh yeah. And the Benbridge scholars get sad. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah. So that's part- also right. Like Netflix are filming a documentary about Formula One at the time of this, <laughs> so they have access to all this footage anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Fine. They're not giving Kyle Newacek that footage. <laughs> like, yeah. They've given him a bit of that footage because they use some. 
real <laughs> stuff from the 2018 Monaco Grand Prix. And instead of like, instead of the guy who's like, oh yeah, it's the race car driver because his dad was in an accident, blah, 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 blah. As you say, he's a race car driver. Why not have him being interviewed and like some journalist says something about like, oh, I, I bet you wish your father could have seen you. Yes, it's very sad. And then like, oh, mm. what's all this about his father? It's like, it's the whole like, they're, I they're telling not the showing. Thing until you guys brought it up now. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> why not have us hear these snippets about his past? Well, Josh loves yeah. telling, not showing. Mm. I do. I do. That's your favorite way of filming. Yeah. Show don't tell us for cowards. You got to tell. <laughs> That's why. That's why I feel. Just make it really obvious. I mean, that whole first oh. scene is very much like. But you're a cop and you failed three times and you keep lying yes. to your wife. But me and my wife, who are friends with you and your wife, are going to go out for your anniversary. Aren't you a bum? And it's just... Like... And, there's, and, and it's, it's the, the same the with film. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's bit. There's a problem with the Jennifer Aniston introduction in where they show her, like, watching reality TV while, um, while working. And she's like, oh, isn't it romantic? And then they just also, like, later on, see that she also loves uh, murder mystery novels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it feels <laughs> like, it, like they're setting her up to be like, oh, I love all, like, this sort of romance in uh, reality television and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And instead, it's just like, actually, I just like um, I like murder mystery novels when it's appropriate. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> have true. her watching a murder mystery thing or, like, yeah, trying to write sat a book. in Monaco or something like that. Just... Have her, have her be a consistent character. Oh. <laughs> right. So at the end of the film, they end up on the Orient Express yes. or whatever. Uh-huh. Fun. Do you think that's? Do you think the sequel is just going to be Murder on the Orient Express starring Adam Sandler? Fair. But like, shot in the Caribbean. But like that's another thing. They never really, they never really go into like, because they could have tied again. They could have tied that in of being like. That's why she wants to go to Europe. She wants to go and ride the Orient Express. Yeah. And so they go there or they they go to wherever that starts. Venice? I don't know. It can go Somewhere. to Ven it can go you can do it Venice to Paris. Um but it mm. kind of goes everywhere because it's a train, so it's got a big train. <laughs> it's a big train, it goes places. So a big train that goes places. Like the sketch show. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like the sketch show. Um, yeah, they could have had that, but instead it's just like this, take me to Europe, where? Anywhere. Yeah, all Europe. of Europe. Yeah. You know, it's a shame. But like that's that was like Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo when we covered that. And it was just like it's Amsterdam. It's all set in Amsterdam, but the poster is him sitting next to the leaning tower of Pisa. At least Eurotrip fucking committed. At least that's in like yeah. three places. Or four. Um Okay, so that's part one of my LVP. The second part is the Monaco Grand Prix itself, because it's really boring. <laughs> it's a boring track. There's not many places that you can overtake. It's all very technical and strategy based. And also anyone who goes is just fucking elite. Mm-hmm. You know? It's the one percenters. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a status thing. It's not a but real then race. They're all that's they're all one percenters. That's the point, isn't it? They're all dicks. Mm, yeah, in this true. massive <laughs> yacht. So they would be going to that event because they're massive oh, yeah, they're yeah. rich people who don't actually know about the sport. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I'm saying in general, in real life, the Monaco <laughs> Grand Prix is my LVP. It's just not fun. Okay. okay it makes perfect sense that they're there. It makes perfect yeah. sense that they're there. But they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Which, which film featuring the Monaco Grand Prix do you prefer? This or Iron Man 2? Um, 
I think that's the Monaco Grand Prix in that. Uh, is it? Yeah, because that's where Elon Musk is, right? <laughs> yes, but, it is. Uh, it's probably Iron Man 2, you know. Mm, I like this more than Iron Man 2. <laughs> um, uh, that's it. Cool. What's <laughs> that? Well, that's it. So, Charlie, thank you so much for joining us Ooh. on this week's pod. Thank you for having um, me. With amazing uh, sidebars into all sorts of different <laughs> topics. Everything. I love it. Absolutely love it. Looking forward to editing this episode. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's all staying in. Um, and, <laughs> Charlie, is there, is there anything you'd like to plug? When is this going out? <laughs> uh, not this Wednesday, but next. Oh, well, in that case, if anyone is in London, I have started running a semi-regular night at Hoopla Impro, which is comedy cabaret night, where I put together a whole bunch of different comedy acts that I love. We've got sketch, we've got drag, we've got stand-up, we've got improv, all the things happening. That's the 29th of September. Um, but otherwise, if you ever need someone to give a really okay type five, yeah, well, I'll let you know. I think I'm going to be doing it. It's more of a sloppy five. Yeah, yeah, because I just did the first one in July, and I think the plan is to do it every other month. Um, Amazing. um, But yeah, otherwise, people would like to follow me. Yes, and they can get. Does it have a name? It's called Charlie's Comedy Cabaret Night. <laughs> make, it, make it real clear. Um, uh, yeah, so if people follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie B. Martin, because that was my name before I had to change it, <laughs> Facebook at Charlie B. Roe Martin Comedy, and my website's charliebromartin.com. <laughs> and that would be everything, I think. I've got lots of gigs and stuff coming up. But, yeah, if you follow me, you will find out details. Amazing. Yeah. Josh, how can people find you? <clears throat> oh, me? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, if they, they want to find me, they can on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at P-A-P-S-B-Y at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. And that rhymes... With Body of Lies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Done. It's getting more and more abstract every week. I don't, what, what's it. this about? This? So, no, don't, no, don't explain <laughs> it. Don't explain it. Never explain it. So, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll explain later off mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes. Um, is there anything you want to ask me? Oh, yeah. Jack, <laughs> if people... <laughs> Jack Gregson, if people want to follow you... I've only been doing this for 45 Jack episodes. Jack Gregson, if people want to follow you on social medias, where can they and on which platforms? If people want to find me, they can follow me at JFG in Digital 3D, and you can do that across various platforms, such as uh, Kilton, um, yeah. you can follow me on uh, uh, Paconet you can find me at so many places such as uh, um, what's this uh, 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 Bessacom 
Bessacom is a, is a good one. I'm very active on Bessacom mm. these days. Uh, but yeah, that's JFG at, in Digital 3D on Bessacom. You guys are mentioning so many platforms that I've <laughs> never heard of. Like, what <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, you've got to get on Bessacom. What the hell is that? <laughs> is it like a Twitch thing? So we both have our dumb jokes. <laughs> Mine is the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. And Jack's. I I make up platforms <laughs> that don't exist. Oh, so it's not a thing. No, I'm on the regular Instagram, Twitter. Um, well, now I feel silly. No, but, do not. But you can, but you can find me on on Bessicom and Packernet. Is Letterbox uh, a thing? Cause you said Letterbox. Letterbox is a Letterbox is a real. Yeah. So that's a real. See, I don't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok's real. TikTok, I know, is a thing. Um, Letterbox is just like it's good reads, but for films, it's quite fun. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's a fun good one. Right. All these other things. Um, and and Josh, how can people find the show? Well, if people want to find the show, they can. If they're not already listening. Well, if people want to find us on social media, they can find us at True Hat Mad. At True Hat Mad, that's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can send us an email at truehatmad at gmail dot com. We love we love receiving those. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to us in a place that you can leave us a rating and a review, that would be incredible. We love hearing or seeing what you're saying about us. Uh, if you're going to leave a rating, five stars is good. Six is better. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. Cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, we've just, we've had an email, but I don't know. No, it is real. We've <laughs> got an email. We've got an email. We've got, oh we've got an email. Um, uh, this is from uh, the one person who has written us a review. Uh, um, Who's that? This is from from Conroy sixty one. <gasps> Conroy sixty one is it? Oh my god, what's Conroy sixty one saying? Greetings. So glad I found this show. I was posting Aww. about how much I love Grown Ups 2 on the Blank Check subreddit, and Jack commented to plug the show. <laughs> I am officially caught up. I stand by my iTunes review and very much looking forward to your Hubie episode. I am a big Hubie stan and hope that Hubie saves Christmas next. Yes. Wanted to share my pitch on the future of the podcast. I say you cover Happy Madison director's non-hap mad films mm. i haven't done too much digging but i know that the Stephen brill has a pretty in- interesting career pre-hubie heavyweights is a real gem that's my pitch cheers guys know that you have one least dedicated fan from rural u.s who sadly views joe dirt as an early childhood hero <laughs> sent from my iphone oh i love that oh that's Thank nice. You so much. Rural oh, US. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Top lads. And that is a solid idea for a season two. We've got a season two. I know, but that's a better one. <laughs> that's a better idea. But also, yeah, we can do whatever we want. We're not. We'll, we'll get. To, we'll definitely get there. We're in charge of our. I think that's that's definitely something that we'll do because mm-hmm. there's definitely happy happy Madison adjacent movies mm-hmm. I want us to cover. Mm-hmm. Tommy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but everybody knows now that series two is truly happily bean could be could be mr bean the mr bean oh is that what you're doing that's what i think we're doing oh i i have some gossip for you 
off off recording. Off I, 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 I actually I, I was actually wondering if, if Rowan Atkinson was one of these guys who falls into like, oh isn't he attractive? <laughs> no, he actually doesn't. Oh. Um interesting. But <laughs> I can't I can't have this. We'll, t- we'll talk record. about it off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners there. What arcane um, knowledge are we about to find out? Uh, it's actually, it's just, it's an anecdote. But okay. Exciting, exciting, I don't exciting. want to. Well, for, so speedy for us to hear this anecdote. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, this has been good fun. And as always, and I kind of think I might change it now, Josh. <gasps> I quite think I, I kind of want to stay with it. Oh, Sandman, that's too much. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, and as always, oh, Sandman, that's too much. Thank you very much. Oh, Goodbye, everybody. Bye. It's the only podcast dedicated to the filmography of Adam Sandler's production company. Um, I'm sorry said you were talking about a murder mystery in your family were you talking about natalie wood because <laughs> i thought you know everyone's got oh this great great grandparent was a bit of a character kind of story and i thought that would be fun no are you talking about the fact that your granddad his brother was married to Natalie fucking Wood. <laughs> and then I got really freaked out because I was like, oh my God, are you related to, like, was he on the boat with Walken and Wood when she drowned? And then I realized actually that was Wagner. He was married to her before all that. But my God, that's just, that's just nuts. I I can't believe you have a connection to possibly one of the biggest actual murder mystery mystery deaths in Hollywood in oh I can't believe that I just can't believe that and actually I feel like I want to have a podcast just talking to you about your family like Coppola connections but Gregson connections and it's just me asking really nosy questions about your family um I mean, I'm assuming that's the murder mystery you were referring to. If there's, if there is another mysterious death like that in your family, that's not the Natalie Wood case, then I'm actually kind of scared because that means that there is something going on with your family. Um, yeah, we need a podcast episode about this, or you know, we could just do what normal people do and like go for a drink or something, and you can just tell me. <laughs>